Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade. And we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your hosts, Jay and Dre. Ah, we fooled all of you. You thought we were going to have our football party on Friday night, and instead it's back to our normal Saturday night, at least for this week, because life happens, circumstances beyond our control, not able to get on last night. But we're here for you now. The football party is live and in effect. And it's during the Buffalo-Miami game, which I believe is at halftime uh, because I'm following uh, using uh, the computer and the uh, ESPN app and whatnot, following it because I don't have a TV where I am at the moment. So I'm not able to keep up with all the action uh, looking. I haven't seen a stitch of football today, not a, not a single minute. Uh, it's been a historic day, though, so we'll get to talk about all of that. Uh, recap last week, get your picks ready for tomorrow as well. Welcome in to, finally, after a day of delay, in much less detail, the podcast here with you live on a Saturday night, December the 17th, 2022. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody next weekend. Uh, we will be on the air before Christmas, at least we plan to. But just in case life happens, um, I'm doing it early. And actually, now that I think about it, Jay, uh, you were talking about the conditions you guys are having up there where you are in Wisconsin. Down here in Memphis, uh, next weekend is supposed to get really treacherous so there's a chance i might not be able to do the show just because i might not have any power we're supposed to get uh like temperatures in the single digits snow ice the whole the whole nine yards the stuff that you guys are used to up there but uh down here we're not we're not exactly prepared for it yeah that's that's all supposed to hit here too uh it's gonna just you know not gonna give you the weather forecast a week out because that's that's hard to do that that's like picking your locks three weeks ahead of time uh, hey, wait a minute! What? Oh, what? Some of us like to do that. So yeah, well, especially when you've got the locks all sewn up and you can afford that. So, yeah, uh, uh, twenty-one, twenty-one, thirteen bills right now at halftime. Yep, yep. So uh, looking uh, on the edge for my uh, for my lock of the week. Uh, well, it's, it's looking on the well, edge for your first win of the week. Uh, well, you know, the, those first two games, we're, we're not going to talk about that. That's, that's week 15 recap. We're not getting into that so this week. <laughs> we're, well, don't, don't we've all got about... Thursday night, too. You're, you're, you, you... <laughs> oh, yeah, this, yeah. yeah you, don't get start the start, week. you don't want to start the week 0-4. I didn't want to start the week 0-3, but, it, again, circumstances beyond my control. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, actually, I actually did get to watch quite a bit of uh, football today, and I was at work, so that tells you how busy uh, my job was today. Uh, but yeah, we're not we're not here to talk about week fifth, uh, sixteen. We're we're here to talk about week fifteen or fourteen. Talking about week fourteen, we're recapping 14. week fourteen. Week, right, uh, this you is will week hear, fifteen. You will hear all of Jay's wonderful recap about the historic day today uh, that started off week fifteen, or at least started this weekend. Uh, you hear all about that next week. 
Uh, we're not going to recap that today. I have a very strange feeling there might be some awards for some of the things that have happened today. And I so far, can't wait, can't wait to get back home and, and watch the DVD, uh, DVR rather, um, of that game and see exactly because I'm sure the the words on the screen uh, recapping the game are not going to tell the story at all. It's not. Yeah, it I, won't I, even... I'm texting you throughout the game. Yeah. Giving you kind of the updates, um, it was it was a clown show. Uh, both both sides. There, nobody should feel good about this. This this greatest come. First of all, comebacks aren't even cool anymore because uh, everybody is blowing leads with reckless abandon every week. So it's not even like it's a big deal anymore, right? Um, Thirty-three point leads. The, blown, the size of the blown leads is clearly. Uh, becoming an issue here, but all time, all time. I, I, I tell you what, even at, at 33 to nothing, as I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the, the situation and you look, you're at not the about actual, to tell me you felt like it was about to, I, to turn. No, but I didn't feel like it was over at, oh, at that point. Really? Because if you looked at the actual outcome of the way that the Colts had played in the first, the Colts weren't doing anything. The Vikings were just immolating themselves for the whole first half. That's what it sounded like. I was able to catch some of it uh, on the on the radio cast. I, I was again yeah. not uh, television was not something uh, that was available to me uh, today. So that's why I'm going completely blind off of what happened uh, this this afternoon. But I was able to listen uh, online, and yeah, it, that's, it, it did sound like the Vikings were setting themselves on fire. That, that's bad coaching, you know, just questionable decision making, going for it when you it just just stupidity and this is the Vikings uh, I believe they at least with this three point win they, they get back into plus territory for the season now I don't think so I think they got their oh. ass beat so bad uh, last week that even oh, this win right. doesn't do it I, I, I don't believe so uh, uh, let's take a look here by yeah, virtue we're, of we're winning both, today we're both running to the, it. nope they're plus two now for the season oh. <laughs> the 11 and 3 Vikings yeah are plus two. They're they're trying to be minus for the whole season. They're trying to finish like five games over five hundred and and be minus points for the whole yeah. season. Yeah. So hey, congratulations. The Vikings won the division. Um, yeah. We'll have all sorts of thoughts about this game. I'm sure on the next show, especially yeah, as, was, you, was, as you get to absorb some of it as well. You know, it's so fresh. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm so indifferent to it. I'm just glad I got the cover. I had it in the bag the whole time. Uh, right. No doubt. Never a doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I was about to stop you and say, we're, we're getting into the recap let's, as I figured we would or feared we would. Stop. Let's go back. Let's recap week 14. Get on yep. to making our picks for week 15 because that's what the people came to listen to, all three of you. Um, shout out to your mother who probably is listening. Uh, yeah, so she's always 14. asking, what, like, what time's the show on? What time's the show on? So yeah, if we're we not on, one. you always get a text like, where are you guys? Like, you know, <laughs> things, things happen. Uh, we got one fan. Look, it, it doesn't matter who it is, what relation it is, it always feels good to be wanted and missed. So that's and, a good and I'm, trying, I'm trying to even tell my, my own mother, who our, our, our loyal listener. Uh, yeah, to, our one listener. I, I, I keep telling her, though, just listen to the podcast version, because then you get the <laughs> after show and, you know. <laughs> Sometimes she wants to the, listen live. She sometimes wants to the after show is better of, than the, the main show. 
She wants the feeling of the live broadcast. She wants to I, feel like I she's know. got I her know. transistor radio under her blankie and, and like she's back in the <laughs> 1960s or whatever. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. That's right. We're, we're uh, on right before Little Orphan Annie. Your mother actually sent a message on Facebook just a second and said, yep, I'm here. So, <laughs> <laughs> we are truly directly talking directly straight to your phone. Lou from Jersey called in last week, too. That, yeah, that's a Friday thing. Lou is uh, busy doing his show on Saturday night, right. so he's not going to show up tonight. But yeah, or, we, we I, for, I forgot the name of his show, but it's something. It's extreme something. He hyped it up for five minutes on our show last week. So go listen to our podcast from last week if you want to know the name of Lou's show. Uh, <sighs> and shout out to your mother, who we love very much. Okay, week fourteen, uh, we both managed to get over five hundred by a game thanks to the Monday nighter, uh, Patriots over Cardinals, which put me over uh, said I, if I didn't have that I would be under but uh, we both went seven and six actually the Thursday nighter with that crazy Baker Mayfield comeback uh, that, that that put me over along with the Vikings game if I didn't have both of those uh, it would have been a really bad week for me so we're both seven and six we both stay uh, within four games of each other for the season I'm at 103 and 98 you're at 99 and 102 um, as I said, the locks is uh, a wrap. I am up, up by five with uh, three weeks to go, uh, four weeks to go, uh, so I cannot be caught there. Uh, so that's the week 14 uh, recap by the numbers. Uh, since we tied, I will once again have the honors of giving out the awards for week 14, what we thought was the best and the worst and the dumbest and the smartest and all of that good stuff for week 14. Best thing about week 14 in the NFL to me, there are a lot of these afterthought teams that showed some fight. I was, uh, that that's sort of the thing about the, the last part of the season, because there's so many of these teams that are mathematically eliminated, um, psychologically eliminated, even though, even if they're not mathematically eliminated yet, eliminated yet, you can tell that they don't have any uh, fight left. They don't have any intention of fighting back. Uh, some of these teams, right off the bat, Thursday night with the Rams and, and Baker and that whole thing, they could have laid down. They could have said, we don't give a damn. We are not trying to be out here. Our quarterback is dead. Our, you know, our best defensive player, Hall of Famer, is not playing. Why are we out here? Why do we care? They they fought. They kept fighting. They found a way to to get over the hump and get those. They they, they pulled the Tom Brady, get the two touchdowns in the last three minutes to win that game. The uh, the five and seven favorite Lions are not out of anything, uh, but by that record, you would kind of think they were. But they're feisty. They knock off those Vikings. They were uh, everyone was talking about them being favorite and kind of ridiculing them. And they said, oh no, wait a minute, we're going to show you. Uh, why we're favored, and then the Vikings come back today and show you why they should have been underdogs. Uh, the four and eight Jags, uh, man, uh, take out the Titans in, in Tennessee, and whew, those Titans, I don't know what's going on there, but the Jags are, are very feisty, and Trevor Lawrence, uh, once again, having one of those outings that makes you go, okay, it's got something there, number one overall pick, starting to uh, show some flashes, starting to look like it at times. Four and eight Panthers go up to Seattle, take care of business up there. You had that one. Uh, Panthers very feisty ever since the, the organization, again, the organization quit on the Panthers. The players didn't quit on the Panthers. The organization obviously quit on them, but the players are still uh, putting up some fight down there. Uh, Chargers at six and six uh, right there on the borderline. 
fight back over 500, uh, knocking off the Miami Dolphins. And even though in losing efforts, the Texans and the Broncos, man, they, they showed a lot more fight than I would have thought. Uh, despite me not knowing which team still has something left, uh, I love it. I still love, you know, just sitting there and trying to figure out who's going to fight, who's still got, you know, we, we got the mail-it-in teams, and even the mail-it-in team, you know, showing some fight. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the end of football to me is, is watching what teams are going to find some fight, what teams are going to rise up and find enough fight to get into the playoffs, even though they're out of it right now, and what teams are going to slink back and, and – find some weakness and fall out, fall by the wayside. That That's the, that's the fun part of December football to me. Uh, so that was the best thing to me was watching these teams. that had no business of uh, being in these games, actually being in these games. Oh, all right. You know, and you just kind of sprayed to all fields there. You talked about so many different outcomes. So I'll, I'll be hitting on some of these games individually um, okay. as we go through or, or certain aspects of these games as we go through. I'll be revisiting some of them, too. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think you talked about half the games on the schedule. So that's <laughs> all right. That's your best of the week. You know, people, especially the teams that you kind of count out, you know, showing up and uh, and doing well. But, no, I'm, I'm going to give it to uh, my best of the week to uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville, and Jacksonville Jaguars because they, they really bully Tennessee around. And that's another week of the bully getting bullied. Uh, after Cincinnati did it to Tennessee, and then the, you, if you, if you, I don't know if you watched. I'm sure you watched that game, um, but there, there was no fear. The, the Jags were pushing the Titans around. Trevor Lawrence, uh, he was even quoted this week saying that something snapped in him, where it seemed like it clicked in him after that that London loss. You know that loss to uh, Denver, the one I thought was going to get. Um, that idiot coach fired and didn't, which probably would have, but uh, the Jags let him off the hook. And you know, they've been a little little heckle and jide. We talk about the Giants and, and, and their up-and-down season. I don't, the Jags have been right there, too, because every time we've kind of counted the Jags out, they, they just all of a sudden they just they show back up. <laughs> and they jump up and they pus, uh, punch somebody in the face. And this was the, the Trevor Lawrence and Evan Ingram show. Man. against what looked like was a kind of resurgent Tennessee team. Uh, they're, they're probably, Tennessee's still just on that glide path to the division crown. I mean, I guess Jacksonville two games back is in striking distance with, what, five to go. Um, that sense that, you know, four, four games to go, four games to go. You get that sense that it might be a little bit too big of a mountain and the Jags are a little bit too inconsistent. But I keep talking about the Jags. Like, you just – you see it. You know, it's like it's right there. Like, you you can – they're clearly getting better each week, kind of learning from some mistakes. They've been able to put teams away. They've been able to blow teams out. And I was really impressed with the way that they just sort of handled and manhandled uh, Tennessee. Um, It was impressive. The – Titans, they, yeah, they got manhandled again. It is uh, definitely something to wonder about with them. Uh, I'll definitely get back to them later. Uh, I, I watched some of that game. Uh, the fact that Derrick Henry waking up didn't solve the issue uh, is worrisome because they, they still got ripped uh, by Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. So, yeah, great on Trevor for whatever that was. You know, incredible Hulk, uh, you know, rising up and 
whatever it takes, you know, however he decided to get motivated to rise up and uh, see the light after the Denver game, um, that, that good on him. So, uh, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes getting sort of embarrassed like that to say, okay, I'm better than this, and, and let me do what I got to do to turn things around. So it's good to see. So that was, so was your, your worst. That was your best. My worst of the week, God, it is so it's kind of sick to see all those quarterback concussions last week. Ah. This has been the year of the quarterback concussion. It's unbelievable. Uh, you go double dumplings in Pittsburgh, both of them, uh, Snoop Huntley and Kenny Smallhands uh, got themselves knocked out of the game. So got to break out the, the, the double uh, dumplings for both of those guys. That's just I'm in the same game to see the, both the, the starting quarterbacks uh, go down with, bit, with bad headshots. And then, of course, the main event is – the sort of snuff film or Zapruder film of watching Russell Wilson's concussion uh, in Denver where the lens is focused in on him and you're seeing the concussion happen before your eyes. You're watching the neurons get destroyed in his brain uh, as the lights get turned out in his head. You're seeing his eyes sort of rolling around and he's like that. And that I didn't ever need to see that. That that wasn't really so. That kind of reminded me of watching the heart, the 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 umpire turn around and have a heart attack at home plate and drop dead uh, in front of our eyes. It's not something anyone really needs to see, you know. Um, and, and watching Russ uh, go down like that after getting his head dribbled, uh, that that was pretty sickening. So that was the worst of the week for me. That's not counting uh, Mike White getting folded up like a Nokia flip phone. That was pretty sickening, but that wasn't a concussion. Um, Kyler Murray blowing out his knee just running. That wasn't a concussion, but that was also – it was it was a really terrible week for quarterbacks. It, I, I don't know what was going on, but the, the concussions seem to be more plentiful this year for the quarterbacks. Um, and, and Devontae Parker uh, is plentiful for him as well, even if the team and the and the spotters and everybody doesn't see it happen. Yeah, it, it, the injuries – there's always injuries, but I think that there's more of a – and, and and for good reason, and, and, and rightfully so, more of an emphasis on the concussions where in the past it would just be, oh, you got, you got his bell got his rung. Bell you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, you got his bell rung. Absolutely you know, right. Guy would be sitting over there just getting some smelling salts, you know, and, and then send him right, right back out there. And I think it got even more highlighted this year after the mismanagement of the uh, of the Tua situation. And I think that really put the the spotlight on everything. So we're, we're watching this like like laser focused now. So that is Definitely. bad though, but it's a violent sport. I, I mean, what can, what can you do? Uh, I'm I haven't stopped watching. I love football. I will never stop watching. It's still sickening to see it, and it was the the worst thing about seeing it uh, to to me about seeing football last week was watching all those quarterbacks uh, getting their heads bounced around. Uh, but you're absolutely right. It is a violent sport. It will happen more often. Um, I, I, there is definitely more of a lookout uh, and more of a focus on it uh, due to the two thing. Uh, and that's good. I, I, I don't need to see, uh, I don't need to go back to what it was. I don't need to go back to, uh, Oh, Billy is over there on the bench and Billy, how you doing? Oh, I got a bell rung. He'll be fine. Give him, give him a second. No, we don't, we don't want these guys all, you know, turned into, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know, right. 10 years after they retire or, you know, shooting themselves in the chest so that their brains can be studied. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't so, need to see any of that. Yeah. No, it's you know, it's it's always ugly. You hate to see it happen. Um, you know that Kyler Murray that non-contact one that was that was tough to watch. Yeah, just running, just running in the just, open just, field. Yeah, just 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 running, bam, just like get sniper right there. You know, it's like oh, mm-hmm. okay, but. You don't like to see that. That dilutes the quality of the play on the field. Uh, we we definitely don't want to see you know those other players. You're not nobody's paying to see those guys. No, nobody's paying to see Colt McCoy. Uh, well, speaking of my worst of the week was <laughs> one of the. Of. W- speaking of one of the guys who came in to one of those games yeah. was my worst of the week, and that's Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Mitch, who comes into at what is an extremely winnable game, extremely winnable game against Baltimore and proceeds to throw three interceptions. He's like, like he, like he didn't miss a beat. <laughs> and other than, other than JK Dobbins coming back from injury and having a nice day, there was nothing going on with that Baltimore offense, uh, you know, which, which crept into this week again. Um, Tyler Huntley wasn't the answer in in that game. No, the answer was just, you know, let Mitch cook. (laughs) To the other team, yeah. (laughs) And, and, yeah, it's – you you see a team when the other teams clearly, you know, can be had. uh, Baltimore ends up winning that game by two. Mm Mm-hmm. And – That's a Ravens-Steelers game, is it not? It is that that is the old that's the old slobber knocker. Both QBs, uh, KTFO, man, man that's that's a throwback game right there. And and Mitch Mitch Trubisky uh, does get the the sort of like garbage time touchdown late, which just kind of pads the stats to make that thing close. But man, you come, you come into a winnable game like that, and you just gag it up, and that reminds everybody why you are not the starter. Right, the battle of the backups. Yeah, so. You, we're going to get another one of those this week uh, for the Jets. We'll see how that right. goes. Yeah. Uh, these sort of, you know, these, these quarterbacks who get benched and then they have to come back, uh, sometimes come back and remind you why they got benched in the first place. I see dead people. We'll certainly see how that turns out for him. Uh, now, uh, and Trubisky playing so terrible it was a mystery for a while if he was going to come back and play this week for the Steelers because they can't go back to Kenny Smallhands because he's still dumplings. Yeah. But Mike Tomlin did not want to name Mitch Trubisky the starter. He was uh, seriously contemplating Mason Rudolph uh, before he finally figured out today that uh, <laughs> Trubisky is his best option. As bad as Trubisky is, he's not Mason Rudolph, so he, he couldn't do that. But he wanted to. He was tempted all week. Well, that's, that, that's, that's the same same thing with Robert Sala. How long he waited to name the starter? He like, they, they were name they were do, they took Mike White to the witch doctor. I'm sure they, they did everything they could. They were doing probably voodoo and acupuncture, and yeah, uh, the, the spirit healer. They had Mike White doing holistic medicine routine. They were doing everything they could so that Robert Sala did not have to announce. The Zach Wilson. Stop, Look, I go to you. Stick up for you. You know, help me now. 
fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. Hey, you know, Jobu don't come through sometimes, man. Yeah. You just got to do it yourself, you know? It's, <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes. Good luck to you, Zach. Oh, man. Yeah, against probably the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, go get them, kid. Well, maybe they uh, uh, rented them out, you know, two or three older uh, escorts tonight and uh, made them feel comfortable in this hotel room or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's see. The smartest of week 14 for me, for the second week in a row, ladies Whoa. and gentlemen, Kyle Shanahan, my guy. Man. And I don't want to take it away from, from Brock Purdy. I don't know how good he really is. I don't know how much of this is him and the system. I, I was impressed with, with Brock. I, I give him credit. I wasn't impressed enough to pick him Thursday night. That was a really dumbass move by me. Um, I give him credit for executing what was out there, what, what, what he was asked to do. He did it. No shade on him. But come on. This is all a Kyle Shanahan production. We, we got we to know that. We got to admit that. This whole thing uh, – Sunday against uh, the Buccaneers, smothering Tommy and, and not letting them uh, do anything of, of import. Uh, was it 35 to nothing or something like that at some point? It was. And, uh, and they weren't playing against Jeff Saturday and the Colts, so it helped. <laughs> so they actually held on and, and, and held that lead. Uh, come back on the shore week Thursday night and just do what they got to do and uh, take care of business uh, against Seattle. Uh, don't miss a beat. I, I thought they would have some reason to trip up, and they and they just didn't. They just kept kept right on going. This is uh, Kyle Shanahan is putting himself up there in the in the in the pantheon, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know that that offense, uh, you could have ran it. Uh, you 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 could go out there right now and quarterback that offense. That's how easy it is for quarterbacks to succeed in that offense. There's just it, it's so simple to slide in and execute what Kyle Shanahan is laying out for you. He's got the blockers doing what they got to do. He's got the routes being ran in just the perfect way to free up this guy coming from behind. Um, Everything is working, uh, flowing according to plan. It looks so beautiful out there. Um, It's crazy. First NFLW for Brock Purdy. Never heard of him before. A couple weeks ago, now he beats up Tom Brady. No contest. Comes right back three nights later, gets his second W. This is all with Debo being done for the regular season. Um, is it blasphemy to say they might not really miss him? Because they they just they got so many other weapons and they're putting them all in exactly the right place. They George Kittle out of nowhere comes through with two touchdowns Thursday. Um, just you know, not trying to break fifteen, but just pointing out as an example of, oh, we lose Debo? Damn, that's a big-time playmaker. What are we going to do? Oh, yeah, we got this Skittle guy. Let's just run him down the middle, and nobody can, can possibly guard him. Um, Tampa had no chance Sunday. Seattle lost by eight, but really didn't, didn't have a chance Thursday. That was more of a blowout than that score indicates. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to do it every single week, but for the second week in a row, Kyle Shanahan, smartest thing in the NFL give him the coach of the year right now as far as I'm concerned because all these other guys that are going to be contenders for coach of the year, Sirianni and whatnot, they couldn't do this if they lost their first two starting quarterbacks. They could not do this. I'm telling you, they couldn't. Yeah, I mean, how many coaches are going to be this successful with three different starting quarterbacks? And all three of them, uh, you know, Trey Lance might have played the worst of the three. This is true. And they were still 
pretty good with with Trey Lance. I mean, this is just a it's a it's, you said the word as you were describing it. We said it last week. It's the system. That's why you're giving the coach the smartest. When we're not saying that this is Brock Purdy, this is nothing but you know, plug and play, mix and match. Although I, I've seen some breakdowns this week. I've seen some 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 people breaking down Brock Purdy that he's not just you know a a participant. He's actually going out there and he's he's breaking plays down and he's he's making reads. He's throwing some dimes. He's standing in the pocket taking hits, um, delivering strong Jay. throws. If so. you ran out there and ran the offense, they would be breaking you down on NFL <laughs> Network and saying, you know, this Jay guy with no college experience, he's not just a guy. Watch this. He's got – it's uh, folks, I get it. it's the system. You still got to make system. the plays, though. And that's where I will still give the quarterback a little credit. He's still got to make the plays. You still got I'm to trying to. There's plenty of guys that just go out there and not make the plays. We can probably name, like – 30 of those guys right now he's that no would Mitch not Trubisky. be making the okay. plays. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not Peterman or, or Trubisky ah. or, or any of these Jets quarterbacks. So except maybe Mike, Mike White might. Mike White, Mike White might be all right. Yeah. In, in that, he'd he'd love system. that system, too. Yeah. So. He'd go balls out. Uh, so <laughs> the smartest thing to you about week, week 14. Uh, you know what? Uh, we, we weren't too keen on it when it happened. We said sit the guy instead of letting him play through it. But you started to see the benefits of it, and the results, you could not argue with these results. Uh, 39 of 51 for 367. Uh, let Justin Cook. Justin Herbert. He's back. Um, I guess so. You know, they 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 played him through that injury, and you could start to see with each game, right? We kept talking about when he first got hurt and that av- that depth of target, how awful it was, and then within the last couple of weeks, you started to see like there's there's zip on the throws, the ball's going downfield more, and he on um, he just opened up the can on Miami, and yeah, he it, did it lit up that secondary, so. I mean, I can't, I can't say that letting him play through it was was smart, but he's clearly their best option, even hurt. So yeah, that's the whole point. That's why they did it because they knew yeah. if they, if they put it, him down, it, just, like just shut the whole thing talking, down. You know, when, when Doctor Doctor Dre and Doctor J here <laughs> were, <laughs> were were not doctors, but we play one on right. podcast. We're just like with Josh Allen, and we're, we're talking about like the throwing motions and you know, baseball, football, Tommy John, and all that stuff. Um, like we, we, you could see Justin Herbert, even in that first game when he got hurt, there was nothing there. He couldn't get anything on the throws, but then you point out that he just goes God mode on that one throw. Yep. Just, just to screw us. Just to fuck up the the point spread. Yep. (laughs) Just to screw us. Uh, he had it in him and, uh, whatever he had in him, then he, he, he's got it all back now. And if the chargers are going to make a run, that they're going to have to – it's all going to be on the arm of uh, of Justin Herbert. And, and they're right there. I mean, they are right on the outside looking in right now for a playoff spot. And everybody keeps waiting for this team to make that run and get in. And there, there's some weakness in front of them. So it, it, it could be there, especially, say, Miami loses tonight. The Chargers can get a win. They've got that tie. So New England's vulnerable. So it's right there for the Chargers. But let Justin Cook. 
yeah, can't argue it right now. Uh, he's, he cooked up the Dolphins Sunday night. You know, he's got the the coach behind him. Staley's going to Staley going forward. That always uh, that that helps things when you got a coach that you know is going to trust you when the chips are down. Um, I'm not sure how much of that is trusting Herbert and and how much of it is knowing that you can't trust the run game because there's nothing happening if you try to uh, run the ball uh, with the with the Chargers right now. Austin Eckler is just not getting it done, but. Herbert is absolutely getting it done. So uh, Staley had that 16-play drive that got stopped at the two, and, of course, he goes for it. And uh, DeAndre Carter can't uh, can't stumble in before Miami uh, shuts that thing down. I don't have a problem going for it there uh, on the, the Clippers' first drive, um, they, and they did it again before the half. They went for it again, and Austin Eckler did get in that time on a second effort. So you're going to have that – coach that goes for it all the time. You got to have the quarterback that you trust. Uh, he, he did finally trust the run game and, and Eckler did come through. But in general this year, it's been uh, Justin Herbert or bus, which is why they kind of had to keep playing him. Cause they know if they, do, if they put him down, forget it. They, they don't have a chance. Yeah. If that's uh, was that chase Daniel or whoever the hell's behind yeah. him. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. They so, know that. So you'll, you'll take a 70% Justin Herbert and roll the dice, and, and he looks to be uh, – he's got to be in the 90s now if he's not 100%. But I wouldn't be shocked if as soon as their season's over, you find out he's having something cleaned out. Uh, the Drew Brees. The yeah. Accordion ribs and everything. No, 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 no. Drew Brees was the Blues <laughs> Brothers car because he had, like, 14 different ailments. I mean, he had, he had scurvy and, and all kinds of stuff that we didn't even know about. He had SARS. He had uh, yeah, <laughs> and we found 80s. out about and we found out about none of it until after he was done no, playing. Which just goes to tell you what a joke that the NFL's uh, injury reporting is. We found out Aaron Rodgers had a broken thumb five games after it happened. Didn't show up on the injury report once. No, no. Uh, so yeah, we we've always kind of known that's a joke. Uh, as as usual, uh, a game that you're talking about, who won award, uh, earned an award from me for something else. Uh, this time it's the rare uh, occasion where it's able to flow right into the next award because my dumbest of the week came in this game in which your smartest of the week came, and that would be the Sunday Sunday night game between the Dolphins and the Chargers. It just seems so simple for the Chargers to take away the deep middle. And the Dolphins never found an adjustment. Like, how do you not figure out that the the Chargers are just putting every DB they have on the seams and daring you to do something else? And Tua never was able to do anything else. I do not understand. It's been so, so everyone is talking about it on the broadcast now. Everyone is talking about it in the postgame that, Take away the deep middle with Miami. Take away the hashes and, and make Tua do something else. And so far, he hasn't figured it out, and he hasn't done anything else. He didn't do any adjustments after uh, the Chargers spent the first the first half basically knocking down every pass. Uh, what he start three for seventeen, I think, uh, which is something you just don't see in football today. You do not see people have that many incompletions because uh, eventually. Even the worst quarterbacks figure it out and adjust and start checking down to the running back or something just to get some kind of completions on the board. He did not do it. He refused to do anything but keep throwing deep middle for, for Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. 
It's, it's not there. It's not there, kid. They're, they're gumming it up. They're knocking it down. Do something else. The only thing different he did in the second half was, was start getting scared of letting it go and just taking the ball and turtling like he's Matt Ryan or something. That's the only adjustment he did. <laughs> it's not a good How, adjustment to make. You don't want Matt Ryan to be your inspiration. No. You don't. That, that, am I missing something? Is that not just not very bright, not very smart? Do something else. Throw somewhere else because clearly – down the middle, down the hashes, is getting taken away from you. If he doesn't make that adjustment, he, he's not going to have any success going forward at all because everyone knows how to defend him. Yeah, and the Chargers are not exactly a world-beater defense, but I'd be no. playing that. I'd, if I'm playing the Dolphins, I'm watching that tape, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes. The Steelers did it to him earlier in the year. I, I don't know why every team hasn't done it to him at this point, but I would think every team yep. going forward would. I don't know what the Bills are doing tonight. I see the Dolphins have some points, so something different uh, is happening. 20, I would think. Yeah, 20 well. It was, a, it was a deep left shot, so it says it was a pass uh, of the deep left. So they went they went outside the hashes, apparently. That's different. There you go. That's something. So. You know, they went they went to a deep bomb. No, but you're right that all of it is is deep crossers and slants and posts with uh, with Miami. All the highlights that you're seeing, Tua is clearly comfortable throwing in you know that that deep middle. It's old Mike Martz throws, right? Yeah, the greatest show on tour. Yeah, those deep crossers, those, those those things that take forever to get set up, and uh, you know you get a quarterback who can put it on there with accuracy in that deep middle, um, but. You clog up the passing lanes. Tua's not the tallest guy. You get hands up in front of him. Clog the, you know, clog the gaps right in front of him. Don't necessarily rush him up the middle and just have guys jumping up there and being tall. Uh, that could make it. That could make it a mess. Yeah, it was it was really messy Sunday night. Just every time he let it go, there's four dudes standing there around Tyreek Hill going, "What, what are you doing? Why are you throwing it over here? Come on!" And he just yeah. he did not adjust. Well, Three and, and of you, seventeen. Yeah, and yeah, he finished ten of twenty-eight. Not not a great day at the office for yeah. last week against a not defense that doesn't scare anybody. But they figured that out. Make an I adjustment, did. kid. I, I did. So uh, I'll tell you, my the dumbest story. of the week for you. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to even be swayed at all by the greatest comeback of all time today. <laughs> I'm still going to dump this one on on Mike McDaniel and the Minnesota Vikings. Because you talk about doing dumb things, especially dumb things early in games, and sometimes you can set that tone that says, I'm an idiot. Nothing says I'm an idiot. Like going for it for on fourth down at your own 45-yard line with 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. <laughs> so the, uh, maybe, the Vikings, maybe the metrics told him to. I guess. Uh, they go for it on fourth down in their own end. First quarter, four minutes into the game, and they don't get it, and Jared Goff and the Vikings turn right around and go score a touchdown, and it was game on from that point. And, yeah, the Vikings came back and they made it a game, but that just talk about setting the tone, right? You don't want to give the the Lions, you know, this team that's been on a streak and they're upstart, don't give them any momentum. Punt them back into their own end. Make them work for it. Don't don't give them don't give them the ball on their side of the field. I mean, what, what mess? First of all, the messages that you're sending, like you already don't trust your defense four minutes into the game. Go make Should a play. <sighs> I, I, that defense, thirty three to nothing it, today. That defense? And I, 
I get what you're talking about with metrics and analytics. There's no metrics or analytics that tell you to go for it in your own end of the field four minutes into the game. <laughs> sets the, I just not. think that sends the bad message. It sets the tone. The Vikings end up losing. Um, good on the Lions. Um, but in that end game and then did not end up even being particularly close. I mean, Minnesota was just getting – their defense looked – like we've said, their defense is bad. There's, there's a reason yes. why you are, you know, negative point differential at that point after that loss. Now they're plus two, so I know that changes everything. Of course, because um, when when they lose, they, it's not close. They, they, and when they win, it's really close. <laughs> Something's got to give. <laughs> so stupidest of the week fourteen, I'm, I'm giving it to Mike McDaniel and the uh, Minnesota Vikings. You know, in that one, I've got this written down for that game note, and it's so ironic considering what happened today. About that Lions game, uh, I wrote about the Vikings. Hey, Minnesota, they don't quit. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson gave the Lions all they could handle. They tried to come back in that one. No, they didn't. Uh, they didn't have any They come help. back all season. They they get down. They 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 fight back. They did it against the Bills. Um, you know, in that stunning fashion, they did it today in record-breaking <laughs> fashion. Uh, yeah, I guess they really don't quit. And you, and it, that's the thing. You can't quit when you have a defense that awful. You have Man. to keep trying. There's no lead. The Vikings are a good candidate to be the first team to get in the playoffs and have a 33 nothing lead and then lose the game because their defense is that bad. <laughs> and so. their offense is really good, as they showed in the yeah. second half of the game today when, <laughs> when they actually finally – I got texted you. I'm like, well, once they finally got their heads out of their asses, it looked like it should. It, from the numbers, it looked like they got some help. It looks like they had some guys actually do something to, to help them out. K.J. Yeah. Osborne was a, a monster uh, from what I'm seeing on the stat line. They also got some help from the, the 12th man. The, the fans? No, the refs. Oh. Yeah, there were some ref ball going on in this one. Not, I mean, it was, it was affecting the Vikings early because they, were, they had a Defensive touchdown wiped off the board on a really bad call. But when the game started getting close late, those flags started flying. Those, that keep scores close option, when that thing started getting closer, it, it really, you could see it. Because there were a couple um, where they were calling rough, like, no, not the, the roughing was all right. Uh, there was a roughing call where they hit Cousins on the front of his face mask. And they're like, all right, they're going to call that. Oh. at the head. Uh, Stephon Gilmore had a couple against Justin Jefferson where they called, uh, you know, unnecessary, unnecessary. Hits, yeah. and both hits were pretty much legal hits, but they hmm. looked violent. Oh yeah. You can't do that anyway. If, right. it, if it looks anything like it would have been on a, on an eighties highlight film, that's too rough. Yeah. They, they don't want that anymore. Yeah. They're going to call yeah, that. But, uh, but, on, but, on, but neither hit was helmet to helmet. Both hits were shoulder in first, but they were, you know, they were hard hits. We, the, the, we, that game is so legendary. We keep it. We're not supposed to be recapping that game. We keep going back to it, even though we're not yeah. supposed to be talking about it. Uh, so again, we'll get back off that and go back to what happened uh, on this past Sunday which uh, for the second time is going to seamlessly lead into my next award because my surprise of the game came 
from that uh, Vikings-Lions game ah. because I did not have 330-pound offensive lineman Panay Sewell going out on a pass uh, pattern on my bingo card. Uh, that's Dan yeah. Campbell for you. He, Some stones uh, he, he, there. Yeah, big ones, big big stones by Dan Campbell, although he tried to sort of walk it back and I guess say that he was kind of distracted by the fans doing the wave, which uh, it's, and that's why he approved Ben Johnson, the OC, uh, making that that play call, which makes perfect. That that coach for that excuse that that works. That's perfect. Dan Campbell being distracted by the fans doing the wave, so he approved the play call uh, on third down uh, of a crucial game of having your 330 pound lineman go out on a pass pattern and go in motion. Uh, that makes perfect sense for for him. So I, I believe that 100. percent Any other coach. Uh, say something like that, I would be. I would think they were trying to pull a rib or trying to be funny or something like that. Dan Campbell doing that? Yeah, I buy that. Uh, but I did not have that at all. I, when I saw the, I heard about that on the uh, on, on a recap podcast, and but I hadn't seen that highlight. And then I saw the highlight. I'm like, seeing it, it it doesn't even it it doesn't do justice hearing about it. You have to see this big motherfucker get up out of his stands and go in motion. And then yeah. break out to the right uh, on an actual pass, and nobody covered him because no one could believe he was actually going to catch a pass. It was it was a perfect call because nobody bought it, nobody believed it, um, and there he is flopping and diving and making the catch and rolling and getting the first down. So that was uh, that was extremely surprising. That was a wow, and I'm going to mention uh, Ben Johnson's name again because that's the OC uh, that made that play call. And when you make that call and it works, you should get all the praise and all the flowers and get your name recognized for that. Cause that was un- it's big ones for Dan Campbell to allow it to happen. But, but it's bigger ones for, to me, to the OC to even bring that up. Cause who's bringing that to, can you imagine someone bringing that to Bill Belichick and saying, Hey coach, I got a great idea. How about we take our left tackle and make him stand up, go in motion and run him on a pass play. Yeah. Belichick will look at him and go, are you high? <laughs> you well, they had about? to have, they had to have clearly practiced that, and they were saving that. I mean, they 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 were saving that, and they they brought that out at a time when they really needed it because they needed to put the Vikings down. They tried some things surprising earlier yeah. to put them down. They had a fake punt, so they, they were did. pulling out all the stops in that game. So the Lions are surging, and uh, they're they're surging with some unusual plays and surging with some good play, and uh, they're they're one of them feisty teams to to keep an eye on, but. Yeah, we, uh, talked, the, we talked about the, the how trap, trappish that game felt. Uh, uh, the, the line was just begging you to take the Vikings. And, you know, the, the, clearly Vegas does not think the Vikings are very good. Uh, no. I, I said it wasn't going to go up to a three-point line because that was truly ridiculous. Two and a half was bad enough. But, hey, yeah. they, it worked. So what, what can I say about it? They beat them by 11. Clearly it wasn't enough. So we uh, so talked about surprise of week fourteen. You talked about this game already, but I, I still wanted to save it um, because it was just the overall, you know, the the domination, or as I wrote here, the uh, obliteration of Tampa Bay by hmm. by by the Niners. I mean that that surprised me. I mean I picked the Niners, but I didn't see it going like that. I did not hmm. expect to see Tommy. Uh, yeah, I, especially, yeah, I, I did not expect to see Tommy and the Bucks go out in quite that fashion. 
Um, I don't, we haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen Tommy on, on the wrong side of, of too many beatdowns like that. And that was, that was something special that, that San Francisco had for them. And it wasn't, they, they weren't really doing anything. They weren't, they weren't being really just exotic. They weren't, there wasn't any of the, the craziness going on in that game. They were just better, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and some, and sometimes that's just what you have to be. You just have to go out there, be the better team and put your foot on the throat of the other guy and, and never, never take it off. And they, I was very impressed um, with San Francisco and, and that effort. And uh, they are probably, I would say right now, uh, set the, the best or second best team in the NFC. I know you think that the Eagles are semi-fraudulent. So, and I know what, a, I know what, a, you know, Believer, you are in, in the Shanahanigans, but I, I, they're right up there. Uh, San Francisco's. Don't be shocked if the Niners are are deep into uh, January here. With Mister Irrelevant at quarterback, that's that's yep. going to be the thing. It'd be incredible to have all these uh, stories rehashed. His, his family crying in the stands. Daddy's blubbering and whatnot. Yep. Uh, I'm telling you, you you could be out there. Your your mom could be blubbering about the way you play quarterback. You you could run that offense. It's so simple to, to step in uh, and just ex- just just execute. Just do what you're told and run the plays and do your job. It's it's it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, it is a surprise to see Tommy get beat down like that because uh, if there's nothing else that Tommy uh, can do, if he's just completely watch. At least he can make late comebacks. Um, he's always in a game because whatever the game plan is or was in the fourth quarter, he's basically going to throw it out and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm throwing the ball every time. It's not going more than five yards in the air, and we're going to matriculate down the field uh, slow as molasses. Um, and we're going to sort of lull the defense to sleep, and then we're going to get in the end zone and uh, and right. do it again. The next possession, we're just going to do it all well, over no, again. We're gonna we're gonna do that to midfield. Then I'm gonna get pass interference on the <laughs> other team. If we really need a big play, I'm gonna throw a ball 30 yards in the air on a 40 yard route and have the receiver come back and, and draw <laughs> pi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He didn't have that. He didn't even have that option because the Niners just beat him so thoroughly. Uh, so yeah, that was surprising. So I, I agree with that assessment absolutely. Uh, bringing me to my letdown of week 14. So I had the Texans-Cowboys game on down here at my wife's uncle's house last weekend. And, uh, you know, it it started out decent, and and he's sort of recognizing the Cowboys. He's he's not one of those uh, complete Cowboy lover guys that just – Everything about the Dallas Cowboys is the greatest, but he, he can recognize the star. He can, uh, it's the Cowboys. It's America's team. He, you know, he's like, oh, you know, them, them, them Cowboys, they're they looking pretty good. And this game went sideways so fast that even my wife's uncle at some point later on had to speak up and go, them, them guys, the Cowboys are playing. I, I, I don't know who that is. They look pretty good, too. Oh, no. When you're playing against the Cowboys in their house and someone has to – some observer has to take a take a look at the team that you're playing against and acknowledge how good they're looking, and that other team is the Houston Texans, something's gone horribly wrong. Something uh, something in the atmosphere has, has turned sour. 
that was a terrible effort all around by the Dallas Cowboys. That was extremely uh, a, a letdown for obviously for someone who picked them as the lock of the week. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to make my lock of the week be the letdown every week when they don't come through. But this particular one, <laughs> it, it was the definition of Christmas gift giving. It was the, the punt returner, Kayvon Turpin, muffs a punt. Houston scores a touchdown. Off of that, Dak gets a pass picked on a tip drill. Houston scores a touchdown off of that. Uh, Dallas can't block for Zeke on fourth from the one-yard line, and he gets uh, knocked back. Uh, they were down three at that point. Uh, the Houston D gets to Zach and makes huge plays. Uh, it was, uh, you know, he, honestly, Houston was, uh, Dallas was lucky Houston didn't win the game because they pretty much out-hustled nope. and outplayed the uh, Cowboys. There was that late turnover. There was a late turnover. It was a pick or something. Really, and Houston ended up having the chance to go up, I believe, 10. Mm. And, and they couldn't quite do it, but they, they should have. Houston, but they, bad teams lose these games, right? Right. right. They, they, they clearly outplay the other team, and they just find a way to, to lose it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Texans couldn't take full advantage and then win the game, but they still, of course, cover that humongous spread. Uh, you know what? Good on Houston for taking it to Dallas. They, they, they weren't scared of the Cowboys. They had nothing to lose. They, I guess it was their Super Bowl. And they went to, to Big D and took it right to him. But, man, that was a massive letdown as far as I'm concerned. That's just, that's just a terrible effort by the Cowboys. And, you know, usually they save a terrible effort like that for the playoffs. But I guess they did it a little early this year. Uh, yeah, and honestly, uh, we both had the same letdown of the week. <laughs> because okay. uh, I, I wrote it down here. Uh, th- th- this was the this was the, uh, the fuck around and find out game, right? <laughs> They almost found out. They almost I wrote it exactly here. Cowboy, I wrote here, Cowboys fuck around and almost find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they tried. They, were, they, got, they got that early touchdown, and it looked like, wow, this, this is easy. And yeah, they look pretty good. They, yeah. they forgot that they were also playing against still paid professionals. Yeah. And Houston – Give them credit. Had pride. They fought them hard the whole game. That that's the other Texas team. That's the little kid Texas team going in there with a chance to go into Jerry World, and it's like they're probably their Super Bowl at that point. And they played like it, and and you know, for a team that was seventeen, seventeen and a half point underdogs to almost come back and 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 win that thing too, which would have been another massive upset. In, in a year where we've had all these teams that can't cover big numbers, and here's the Cowboys just throwing yeah. another one on the pile. The biggest of the year and could not cover it. Texans brought and, and all almost, the tricks. And, and almost lost. Te- almost the Texans lost were game. game. Uh, but that, that that's great for them. But, yeah, that's got to be a letdown more uh, than anything for the Cowboys because they just kind of lollygagged their way through that game. And then even when they were in comeback mode, they were still making mistakes. Right. Houston's just so bad. <laughs> and the Cowboys' talent level is so much higher than theirs that they were just able to, you know, overcome. And it took them right up until just basically the very last play of the game to do it. Yeah, Houston ran their little uh, two-quarterback game out there where they get yeah. General Mills and then they yank him back and send Jeff Driscoll out Jeff there. to Driscoll, sort of... yeah. 
do his his project impersonation where he's trying to run and and do a Taysom Tebow and keep the ball and do some. They, there's no reason not to try that because you're the Houston Texans and you're completely terrible and you're the worst team in the league. So why not try something goofy like that? Most of these weeks going forward, it's not going to work. They're going to try it again, I'm sure, this week, and they're going to get destroyed by the Chiefs. But they tried it last week, and the Cowboys apparently weren't ready or didn't care or just completely uh, didn't take them seriously, and uh, I'm sure that's what that really was. Uh, and yep, you're absolutely right. They almost fucked around and found out. Yeah, this is what happens when you – this is what I told you right away at the beginning of the greatest comeback of all time today. <laughs> this is what happens when you show up and you just expect to win. Find yourself down thirty-three, nothing. Yeah, or you almost lose to the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, that could have been uh, my my struggling because the Cowboys are definitely struggling, but I will not, struggling. I will not use them. I will go for the second week in a row. Come on, Titans! What the hell is going on, with you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. You you talked about the the game. Uh, against uh, against Jacksonville, Tennessee. Tennessee now they're not even struggling; they're floundering. That's worse than struggling because they're just kind of flopping around and they don't know what they're. You get a great game from Derrick Henry, you get him waking up, and that still doesn't stop you from getting destroyed by the Jacksonville Jaguars in your house. Like, how do you do that? They're, they're not taking care of the ball. They're not protecting the quarterback. They're, they have no pass threats downfield. Other than that, they're great. The Titans are absolutely wonderful. Uh, other than all of that stuff, um, they're, they're all good. Now it was, uh, and it was a fluky win too. I don't want to uh, make it seem like the Titans uh, got destroyed uh, totally by the Jaguars. There were some, some, some deals in there. Henry got licked, and and a ball popped straight up in the air into uh, Josh Allen's hands, not the quarterback, the other Josh Allen. Um, so that was kind of fluky. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had one of those touchdown passes to Zay Jones before the half and went through a DB's hands uh, right into uh, Zay Jones' hands for a toe-tapping toe touchdown. So there's some, some flukiness involved. But the, the general uh, purpose or the general um, premise is you're the, Titans, you're the Titans. You're the Tennessee Titans. You go around and you bully people. You, you bust them in the fucking mouth. Um, and you don't get beat by the Jaguars on fluky shit like that because you're too busy pummeling them into the ground. The Titans can't pummel right now. They're, they're, there's too many injuries uh, on their defense. Their their old line is, is absolutely struggling. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's painful watching uh, Ryan Tannehill behind that line because he has no time to do anything. He's, you know, Tanny's going to Tanny, but uh, it's, it's even worse right now because he's getting no protection at all. Uh, Henry had to try to win that game BC by himself. He almost did it, but uh, in the end, the, the Jaguars get too many breaks. But, man, those Titans, uh, they're definitely struggling. Second week in a row for them, too. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you who's struggling. Hit me. Struggling. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this one to the refs. <laughs> they're still struggling. Uh, I, I called this one the ref trifecta. Um, they were missing some shit last week. Uh, there was a clear unnecessary roughness late hit out of bounds on Garrett Wilson. Not flagged. Um, 
that he, he got up and he complained about and had some comments after the game that the, basically the ref told him, like, you know, this, this ain't your alma mater anymore, pretty much, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get those calls. In the, well, okay, I mean, if that really got said, but uh, pull the tape. Uh, he got hit late. And if, especially after some of the stuff I saw today. That, you know, this is why there's so much problem with the inconsistency. Uh, the refs blatantly blow a toe-tapping touchdown up the sideline by Justin Jefferson. Um, did not end up costing the Vikings. They still ended up scoring on the drive, but he had a sideline dance, and they called him out of bounds. And uh, nope, there there was still there, there was still green between his mm. foot and the boundary as he's running up the sideline, toe tapping, kind of almost doing that like one foot Kadarius Tony thing, um, <laughs> trying to get up the sideline. That would have been a what would have been a long touchdown. Um, and uh, and then the, finally, just the, the the cherry on top of the of the ref shit Sunday was the uh, that roughing the passer call on, on on Justin Herbert in that Miami game. Um, but I don't know what these guys are supposed to do. You know, we we did you we came up again with that Nick Bosa one on Thursday night, but that's week fifth. That's week fifteen. But still, <laughs> the, the refs uh, are, are struggling. And they've been struggling all season long. We don't know what roughing the passer is anymore. We we don't know what unnecessary roughness is anymore. And now they clearly can't even call guys inbounds or out of bounds. Hmm. And, yeah, and this is just, the the problems are piling up for these guys. The, the game is so fast, and these guys are just so bad at what they do. Um, I, I I don't I don't tune in to watch ref ball. Right. Uh, I, it's, it's always a shame when it gets to that point of the season where the referees are in the news because it's never a good thing. Yeah. Uh, all their mistakes. It seems to happen sometime every season where the ref's mistakes get so bad that it becomes a story. Sometimes it's early, sometimes it's in the middle, sometimes it's later like it is right now. It's always a shame because I always feel like the refereeing is a very difficult job and they get so many things right. They don't. They probably don't get enough credit for all the stuff they get right. But when they get it wrong, it's egregious, and it's out there for everybody to see, everybody to break down on film, um, and it, it sucks. It's, it's things that sometimes they get some call, some some things wrong, some things wrong badly. Um, it, it, we wouldn't have instant replay if they didn't get some things uh, wrong very badly. So it's understandable why we have replay. It's understandable why we try to fix so many of these these issues and make them reviewable so that we can make it right going forward instead of just, well, nothing we can do. It's, it's not reviewable. Uh, so that falls under that category is the, the, you know, that's the only thing I can uh, contribute and say and, and, and put a bow on that is it's in the news that they're considering uh, putting that as reviewable, the, the roughing the passer, because sometimes you can go back and look at the video and see the guy uh, fall down somewhere near the quarterback's lower body with, and the defender's arms are out trying to brace his fall, make it as soft. He's he, he trying to fall as soft as possible on right. these quarterbacks, trying to avoid a penalty, still get thrown a flag for a penalty for roughing. It's like, what? I can't levitate my body and avoid falling on top. Gravity takes over at some point. It's not egregious or, or roughing or unnecessary roughness. Uh, if I land on a quarterback after hitting him, uh, you, you have to demonstrate that I'm trying to drive him into the ground or I'm trying to land with all of my weight on the guy. 
when I hit him and we both fall, that's gravity. That's not roughing. That's gravity, and we have right. to that, that's uh, do something to fix that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kinetics. That's physics. That that's you know you're moving this you're moving a direction and you hit somebody. Um, yeah, because what what happens the second somebody tries to to let up right when he goes to hit the guy, uh, the guy gets away and throws a touchdown pass. Right, then we get an Eli Manning that, where he's tearing away from a guy who clearly could have put him under the ground but chose not to because he didn't want to get a penalty. And, right. and then Eli tears away and gets the uh, the helmet catch. So yeah. But on the same day, they announced that they're making this reviewable possibly. They also announced they're possibly also looking at an, it, like an ejection system for this too. But to make it even more punishable for roughing the passer, yeah, like they're they, they're looking into throwing people out for roughing the passer now. Are you going to eject gravity from the game? Because that's what, you're going to uh, yeah. tell gravity that you can no longer be involved in this game because you've uh, you've roughed the passer too hard. I, I don't understand. So I mean, they're, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Yeah. On one side, they're saying, "Well, we admit there's a problem and that these aren't really bad calls, but we're still going to kick you out." On the other hand, we think they're not being punished enough. What? Right. Okay. We, we, we need to get these guys out of the game. <sighs> these dirty, dirty players falling on quarterbacks lightly. Yeah. Playing the game of football. Uh, that uh, that in itself could be a what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The game uh, but instead, mine will be uh, to the New York Giants punter for, for his shenanigans. Did you see this play? It was pretty funny. Uh, I don't believe I did. Uh, so the Eagles still haven't come down to earth. They they destroyed it. I, I'm still waiting for Philadelphia Just to show. I, I, an absolute annihilation <laughs> of the frauds. Of the, <laughs> the, the, the Eagles can't show themselves as frauds when they're playing the ultimate frauds, the New York Giants, I guess. Um, although maybe the Vikings have a right to say that they're the ultimate frauds. Anyway, um, uh, Jamie yeah, Gillian, the, Eagle, the Eagles whooped the shit out of them, too. Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, the Giants punter is named Jamie Gillen. Uh, they call him the Scottish Hammer because he's from Scotland and he punts, and therefore he's the Scottish Hammer. Um, it, it, it's just—it's not the most egregious WTF of the year, but it's uh, kind of funny, uh, almost on a Benny Hill level. Uh, he's not—he might be the Scottish Hammer. He's not up on American rules. He was so scared of the punt rush coming at him uh, at one point that he simply dropped the football before he could punt it. And he kicked it anyway. <laughs> he tried to punt it on the bounce. That's not legal, kid. Can't do wow. That. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, it, it sounds like nothing for me describing it, but it's funnier if you go find the film because it's like, um, what, what was, what, what the fuck was that? What did, you, what did you just try to do? So, yeah, maybe, maybe not as much of a uh, of a Danielle as more of a of a yakety sex situation, but. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Scottish Hammer, Jamie Gillen. What, what the fuck? You can't punt the ball after you dropped it on the ground, kid. You can't? Uh, no. That, oh. That's illegal. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so you're, da- you're Danielle. Yeah, hit me. I'm going all the way back to Thursday night. Baker Mayfield, man. <laughs> what the? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Seriously, I, I mean... It's Tom Brady impression. Nobody wants him. He gets cut. The Rams pick him up. He's been in town for, what, 72 hours, maybe? 
trying to learn the, uh, into the weirdest. The playbook uh, we already plane. joked about the the which out uh, Wolford getting benched without even throwing a pass comes out and does a couple of handoffs like he's the the Craig Council opener. And, All right, you're done. Sit down. And, and then they just bring in Baker, and, and you know Baker plays like complete ass for for 56 minutes, and then just decides to to he just does the Dan Fielding at the end of that game. You wait a minute, <laughs> I feel better, and throws two touchdowns, including the game winner, with 15 seconds left to go uh, to beat the Raiders to cap off yet another uh, talk about a season of blown leads uh their fourth uh double digit blown lead of the season the raiders who had completely just dominated that game from start to finish even though there were there, there was stupidity in that game and they got the, the the rams defense yes they they stood tall a few times and and, and Derek carr made some some wild like ah throws and he had that one yeah. that was uh picked in the end zone but still he's, he's you're up 16 to 3 under four minutes to go, and you can't hang on to that thing. And you let Baker Mayfield, that guy, <laughs> you let him come in basically what amounts to off the street, you know, from being like the third stringer for the Panthers saying, you know what, guys, just cut me. You know, I don't even want to be here. And the Rams pick him up, and he goes out there and leads them on a comeback victory. Man, what the? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I mean, Al and uh, Kirk Herbstreit kind of was saying it uh, as it was happening. This is probably just the best for for Baker. Just don't think about anything. Just don't get think, off the right? Play, just play. Yeah, and just play and just ball out and, and do what you get. You got to do at the end of the game because how many of those two minute drill plays could he have learned or could he have known? It's probably the same four plays. Uh, just keep flipping in formation and just run the same play because he couldn't have known much. You know, he no, just he got was there. Playing, he was playing street football. Yeah. And it worked because he's playing the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the Rams, D tried to have some pride in that game. Devontae Adams kept spoiling it. He was uh, completely uh, blown up their spot. And, yeah, the Rams are so undermanned and so outplayed and outgunned. And there's no reason the Raiders should have lost that game. But but Baker and the, uh, and the Raider penalties – uh, played a big part in that as well. Don't don't let the Raiders off the hook for uh, pulling the, the stunts that they usually pull. They're, they're always contenders for stupidest team, along with the Lions and Cowboys. Uh, most penalized teams are certainly uh, yeah. always a contender for that. So uh, that played a, lot, a big part as well. Some some really dumb uh, interference penalties that kept uh, kept those drives alive for for Baker. But yeah, that was uh, that was funny. That was uh, I, I wish I had money on it. Is all I can say. Um, something happened where I did make uh, some some money. Actually, I haven't lost everything I own. Um, I actually went back to to doing a little light betting. Oh, it was um, Arizona um, again with these terrible uh, quarterback injuries. I hated winning money this way, but that's the way it goes sometimes. I had the uh, the Patriots, and in the same game parlay, just because. The Cardinals always seem underprepared. Kyler Murray always seems underprepared. I had a Kyler Murray under yardage, under like 250 yards throwing. He was way under. Throwing. He was a little under. He kind of didn't do anything throwing because he just blew his knee out the very first time he tried to take off. Hey, you win the bet. 
I did. I, I wasn't uh, very happy about it. I wasn't celebrating or anything like that, but a win's a win. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, some some weird stuff happening in the league, uh, you know, every year. This year, no exception, uh, as, as weird as ever this year. Um, and, yeah, the Baker Mayfield thing is certainly uh, at the top of weird stuff, at least until today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we I think we talked about most of the games. Uh, we did not talk about my lock last week, ah. which was the Bengals, um, who just keep looking impressive. Uh, you uh, talk about teams with that arrow pointing up, and they, they seem to be in that form that they were in late last season, and they 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 laid it to uh, laid it to Cleveland. Yeah, Trent Trent Taylor came up with a huge catch. Trent Irwin yeah. with the flea flicker touchdown. Uh, yeah, that uh, no reason to, to trust Deshaun Watson. His second game uh, from his layoff or suspension, um, and good reason, good pick by you. Good lock, uh, starting your run of locks because as we uh, also discussed, and now that you can't come back and win the locks, right. you're going to go on a run and, and yeah, win every lock the rest of the one. year. You're going to end up beating yep. me by one lock. On, yeah, you're going to beat me by one lock on the season, and then I'll have to I'll be cursing Matt Amendola's name till the end of time. My lock tonight is uh, looking very bad as the Dolphins are now leading the Bills in the fourth quarter. Yes. So just shoot me in the head for that one. Uh, see, what else did we not cover? Uh, another grinding hard scrabble Bills win uh, before tonight uh, as they pummeled the Jets and Mike White uh, with that game where they folded yes. Mike White up like an accordion. But still don't uh, cover. But still don't cover. Uh and as we had, as we figured the Jets would play them tough enough uh, to not cover that big spread. Um, so they did uh, They did indeed do that. Uh, Trey, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Mike Milano were the guys that tried to, to turn White into a human flip phone. Oh. That was hard to watch, man. man. Yeah. Kept getting folded up. Don't, don't want to uh, pat myself on the back too hard for that Denver cover, but hey, they did uh. it. <laughs> Uh, again, another team that should have stepped on a, a team that they're clearly much better than, and, and yeah. they, they couldn't do it. Chiefs could not. Uh, they, they kept Pat Mahomes kept getting picked off. He he's looking like he's going to be a you know a, a, a superstar and and break out uh, the running Kareem Skyhook touchdown and look like he's going to be one of those games where he can't be stopped. And, and then all he just starts throwing interceptions all of a sudden. It's crazy. Yeah. And Jerry Judy steps up and decides to play and, and has three and, touchdowns. And, and ironically, Russ plays basically his best game of the season. Right. And Before then gets dumplings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just bad luck on this part, I suppose. Um, you had Seattle going down to Carolina, and uh, that yeah. that occurred. Uh, they trailed 17 nothing. And that, yeah. Uh, and, and they rallied back to actually make that closer, but the Panthers were yeah. actually too tough. And I'm I'm just I'm fading I'm fading the Seahawks that that informed my pick for Thursday night too I I've just really I feel like we've seen the peak of the Seahawks and it was several weeks ago and it, it I'm I'm strongly fading the Seahawks probably the rest of the way here I can't argue with that at all um, and uh, on Monday night when Mac oh, Jones and, and, wasn't and on that game uh, sorry yeah. on that game. If you were, if you saw the highlights or if you watched any of that game, the uh, the Panthers running game was just 
wearing the Seahawks out right up the gut over and over and over. It was almost painful to watch uh, Chubba Hubbard, uh, Hubba Bubba, and, yep. uh, and Deontay Foreman just ramming straight into that Seattle line, but they were getting eight and nine yards every time they did it. You shouldn't get that that often, and they're just carrying piles down the field with them. Uh, yeah, Seattle's middle looked so soft against a really bad team. Um, and Sam Darnold played okay. I did have something written down. I had uh, quietly all these terrible run defenses we talk about. Quietly, Seahawks run D might be the worst of all of them. They they just they got abused by Carolina. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and on Monday, I was uh, talking about Mac Jones when he wasn't cussing out ass hat again because he was he was angry again at some of those play calls. <laughs> um, he did at least try a few deep balls and. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is showing his impressive ability to catch hard balls and drop the easy ones. We were very familiar with that act, and he pulled it once again. But uh, war of attrition, because everybody was getting uh, beat up in that game, not just Kyler Murray. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a war of attrition, but uh, just careless fumble by Nuke uh, to give uh, New England a touchdown, and that was the, the difference. They never looked back after that. Um, Cardinals never, never could recover from that, despite Colt McCoy. He had some decent play as well uh, in his backup role. A uh, lot, lot of penalties on the Cardinals for uh, for that offensive genius. Yeah, I, I, we're we're going to talk about that uh, coming up, picking these games. But you you got a coach that you think needs to be fired and needed to be fired two months ago. And uh, this coach in Arizona, they're going to play against each other. And I, I don't have any use for either one of them, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, we've we'll had a lot that. of uh, we've had a lot of battle of the worst coach in the league games this year, haven't we? Seems like we have every week. Uh, so we'll get to all of that. Uh, do you have anything else that we're going to move on? No. We got to, fortunately, we have a condensed slate because this ran a little long today. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we knocked three games off that we don't have to talk about because they are being played or in the middle of being played today. Um, so we will move on and get you set for week 15 in the NFL after I tell you where you can listen to our show. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. 
This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. All right, we have uh, had a full slate, but uh, we've got three games that have already been played this week, and one is in progress. Uh, I guess the Bills are trying to come back uh, on the Dolphins, but uh, had a long ways to go there, nine minutes uh, in the fourth quarter. But uh, it's going to be a tight finish, but as far as the spread and Bills minus seven, eh, it's not looking too good for me and my lock. Um, if you were following me on Twitter, you know that I made Buffalo uh, my lock of the week this morning, and again, not looking – too good right now. Uh, Jay's still got his lock to come with these remaining uh, 12 games on the schedule Sunday and Sunday night and Monday night that we're going to get to right now. Starting in New Orleans, Falcons and Saints do battle in the NFC South rivalry. Uh, are they all still like in shouting range of the division title? Is it really that bad in the NFC South that all of them can still win. The I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, they're only all one game apart in the win column. Yeah, well, we have, so we got and, a lot and of weeks actually two games, games so. apart if you count the whole division. So you got Tampa at six, Carolina and Atlanta are at five, and the Saints are at four. Yeah. So there you go. This terrible, terrible division. Technically, every team is still. Uh, in line for a possible yeah, division title. Games, and with, honestly, with four games left to go and only a two-game spread, yes, anybody could yeah. win that division. It could, it could go any way. It's awful. Uh, the, <laughs> very, very awful. The five and eight Falcons and the four and nine Saints, uh, the rare uh, opportunity where both teams are coming off a bye uh, to play each other, which is uh, very fair. If I were running the schedule, I would try to do that uh, every week where all the bye teams play each other. Uh, so we know that the Falcons are going to give Desmond Ritter a look at quarterback in this one. Uh, as far as the Saints go, uh, they should get their touchdown machine to tight end Juwan Johnson back from his ankle injury. Uh, in this one, the Falcons are the underdogs to uh, Red Rifle and the Saints. Atlanta's plus four at New Orleans. Yeah, normally, if this is both teams and everything is normal, Right, it's just business as usual for both of these teams, and I see a four-point spread. I'm always taking the underdog because, as we always say, these teams are almost predestined to always play a field goal game. At least one of them somewhere during the season. We already had a really close game between these two, which I believe was a one-point game in that big blowing. You know, back when blowing leads was, you know, like wow, look at these blow. You know, the Falcons blow leads. Like the Falcons are off the hook now. Um, I think it's Matt Ryan who's going to be more on the hook now for blown leads than mm. just the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yeah, poor, poor Matt Ryan. Um, but Desmond Ritter, first start, I just I don't like this spot. He's going into a hostile environment. I'm, I know Arthur Smith is doing this to try to give the offense a spark. Honestly, I think he should have done it three or four games ago and then maybe Ritter would be a little bit more prepared for a situation like this. I think Dennis Allen and that Saints defense is going to, he's going to see stuff he's never seen before. I mean, this isn't Bill Belichick bad. 
you know, as far as rookie quarterback goes against a, a defensive team. But I, I, I still think it's going to be a little overwhelming for him going up against uh, a, a fairly competent Saints defense. I know he's going to give them an added element, you know, maybe a little bit more explosiveness. Maybe he's going to get the ball out to those wideouts and, and actually use those players and, and not look afraid to throw the ball. But I still think it's going to be there's going to be some rookie moments in this game. And so even though I think he, he'll, he'll have good moments, I think he'll have just as many bad. I'll take the Saints, give the four. Yeah, uh, first game of the season, uh, New Orleans won by one. They were up, uh, they were down 16, the Saints were, to the Falcons uh, in Atlanta. Uh, but, but again, going back to it felt so long ago, feels like another uh, season. Jameis Winston rallied the, uh, the Saints back uh, and was able to get that victory for them. Uh, Jameis sitting uh, on the sidelines still, again, um, as Red Rifle has taken over as the, uh, the quarterback. And I don't blame. Dennis Allen is it is more consistent play, even though it's obviously less explosive. It also means less uh, volatility the other way. You're less likely to get a four interception game out of Red Rifle uh, unless it's Thursday night football. Yeah. Um, now you you said it. Uh, this is why Desmond Ritter is getting this look because he's actually got a chance to look downfield every now and then, which Marcus Mariota absolutely refused to do. Um, and you also said it, that these two teams seem to always play within a field goal of each other. So uh, I'm going to use your logic and say that the Desmond Ritter era gets started with a field goal game, which means I'm taking Atlanta and the four points. That's um, sound it is, logic. It is a rough first assi- uh, assignment for, for a rookie, uh, the Saints defense, but they're not quite as stout as they used to be. Uh, here's the two feisty teams, the Lions and the Jets, uh, going against each other. Uh, Detroit now six and seven, and the Jets seven and six. Uh, Mike White is still doubled over in pain, so Zach Wilson is back at quarterback, as we discussed uh, a little bit earlier, uh, which is not something Robert Sala really wanted to do. But after consulting Joe, we finally decided that he had to uh, make that move and go back to Zach. So Zach back for the Jets. Um, Detroit in this one, the one point underdog at the Jets. The Jets win this game. It's going to be all on their defense. They're going to have to just smother and stifle this, this again, resurgent line. It's like a tale of two seasons for the, for the lions. They had that crazy beginning of the season where they were scoring a ton of points, but they weren't really winning. And then they had those two games on the road. Um, you know, it, the one that was the new England one. And then there was another one where they just like the Cowboys one, where they didn't show up. They scored nothing. Yeah. And then they go back to their high-scoring ways, but now they're finding ways to score a lot of points and win games. And I'm, I'm taking the Lions. I, they, they seem to have captured some magic here. If this was Mike White, I hate to say this, this is where we're at, 2022 NFL, I'll catch the fever. Uh, if this was Mike White, I'd probably have the Jets, but no, it, it, it's, it's Zach Wilson. Uh, I, I can't do it. They can't survive the loss of the great Mike White. Mike White. Oh, the, the the key to everything, the key to the Jets' success, the great Mike White. I concur. <laughs> I, I think if Mike White was starting, I'd have the Jets in this one too. Uh, I, I absolutely uh, agree with that. There's two spicy teams with, with no recent championship pedigree, so this is kind of you know the formative times, and, and they're, both those fan bases are probably – very excited right now about both of their directions, and, and they should be. 
Um, yeah, all those Lions wide receivers versus all those Jets DBs, that, that, that's going to be fierce. I, I think that's the sort of inside game to see how many of those guys can get open over, you know, against Sauce Gardner and those guys. Uh, but, yeah, Mike White's ribs, they, they would be worrisome, would have been if he could play, uh, if the Lions could hit the quarterback with some consistency. Uh, they're still a little lacking in that, but getting ghost ball, you don't have to hit Zach Wilson. He's, he's going to see you come in and pretend like he's going to get hit and overthrow the ball anyway. So they don't have to. Uh, so I uh, agree, and I will take the Lions with you as well and take the one point. The Philadelphia Eagles go to Soldier Field uh, to play the Chicago Bears in one of many games in just very frigid, uh, miserable conditions. But, hey, that's December football. You're going to get that. Uh, Bears are coming off the bye. Eagles uh, at 12-1 and one now. I yeah, I'm still waiting for the come down because they're they're not that. I'm sorry, they're just not that. Twelve and one? That come on, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you, eventually. Um, and the Bears, of course, at three and ten. Uh, Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard was thought to be getting ready to come back uh, from his shoulder injury, but it came out today he's not quite ready yet. Um, and the Bears will not have their receiver Chase Claypool who's got a knee injury. Uh, Eagles are, of course, the big favorite in this one. They're minus eight and a half at Chicago. Well, yeah, and you are 100% right. The Eagles, I, I think the Eagles are due for their come down. Uh, it, it's not tomorrow. Not here. It, not here. Not, okay. not not against this team. Not not against Justin Fields and guys. Uh, it took that whole team effort in that loss that they had. I mean, you saw the blueprint, you know, with, 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 with the Washington Washingtons and, and Heineke, and it was this grind them out, up the middle, convert your third downs. It's not a style of play that I can see the Bears sustaining for 60 minutes. I'll take the Eagles squish. I can't blame too many people for that. Uh, Eagles are red hot. Maybe I'm putting on my Bears uh, glasses, uh, but look, Bears are the ground maulers. They're the number one run team in football. You know what they're doing when they come in. They're still number one running in last passing. You absolutely know what's going to happen. And the Eagles struggle with ground teams. Uh, the Bears can stay within eight and a half just running. I don't think the Eagles are going to stop Justin Fields too much. I don't see them having too much more success than other teams trying to chase him down. And maybe he'll have some extra juice coming off a of bye as well. Uh, so, no, I'm not taking the Bears to, to win necessarily, but, yeah, I'll, I'll take the eight-and-a-half points. So maybe they'll lose by eight. Uh, Kansas City and Houston uh, Texans for the second week in a row playing a team that they have no business being on the same field with. Let's see how it turns out in this one. They're actually the home team this time at 1-11-1. and Kansas City, the road team, at 10-3. and uh, Injuries in this one, uh, Houston – Boy, it just it just keeps getting worse and worse and yeah. worse. Again, the receivers, Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks out. Uh, and they took their cornerback, the rookie cornerback and running back, Derek Stingley and Damian Pierce uh, today. They put them both on injured reserve. So not only are they out for this game, they're out for the rest of the year. Uh, so good luck, General Mills, uh, with whoever's left out there for you. Uh, Chiefs are the biggest favorite of the week, to no surprise. They are minus 14 and a hook at the Houston Texans. Well, Houston had their chance last week. I mean, clearly that's your Super Bowl. You give it everything you've got. You lay it all out on the field, and you still come up short. 
I, I'm not locking this up. I don't have the I don't have the stones to do that, even though the locks are over. But I'm, you know, and I always worry about this because you never know what the Chiefs' mindset is going to be. Like they like to to toy around and, and fuck around and find out with teams too. So, boy, this good luck picking this one. There's, I, I don't know how much the velocity of money is going to be on this game because there's two crazy sides of this one, which is you know Houston's playing for nothing and the Chiefs act like they're playing for nothing half the time, and then they just show up and then oh wait it's fourth quarter and then they they flip the switch and then they beat the team. So. Uh, I still think the Chiefs are a lot better than Houston. We we know they are. They should cover this number, and it, it should be ugly. It should be ugly early. Chiefs, again, give big points against the Texans again and probably regret it again. <laughs> you sound very grudging uh, when you say that. Um, I, I concur uh, for the same reasons. What scares <laughs> me is Casey is capable of not taking Houston seriously, just like Dallas yeah. didn't. Um, Casey or, is definitely more talented, look obviously. What, look at what Miami did. I mean, Miami benched their starters in the middle of the third quarter and almost blew that cover. Right, right. Well, 30 to nothing, there's no reason to keep trying. And, yeah, they well, almost <laughs> – Until today. Until today. <laughs> now all those teams that get down 30 points are going to have hope. Hey, do you want to be Betty Ice and the Colts? Come on now, keep going. It's not over. I mean, if anything, what happened today is just going to leave it. You know, teams are going to just pile on more now. Right. They're going to be up 50 to nothing before they take people down now. And for good reason. <laughs> yes. You play to win the game. Hello. Um, yeah, I guess Houston doesn't have the quite the motivation to come out and spoil like this. This isn't the Cowboys. This isn't the in-state rivals. It's just the Chiefs who are clearly much better. So I'll concur and, and take Casey and give the 14 and a hook. God, if we get hooked on this one. Ugh. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, they are playing a much tougher, well, definitely tougher than Houston opponent uh, in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ten and three Dallas traveling to five and eight Jacksonville. Good luck figuring out which Jaguars team you're going to get. Uh, Trevor Lawrence wasn't uh, affected by this bad toe that he's supposed to have. He just sure the fuck didn't affect him last week too much. Uh, going to Nashville and trouncing Titans, so uh, he was back on the injury report this week. But I don't expect uh, to have any lasting effect uh, again tomorrow, just like it didn't last week. Cowboys are the much lesser favorite uh, this week than they were last week. They are only minus four at Jacksonville. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm going to use your theory here that weird shit happens in Jacksonville. And, huh. and I'm going to take the Jaguars. I don't know if they're necessarily to win, but I could see them hanging tough with Dallas. Uh, this is it's just such a weird spot going out there. I, I it, Just seeing the Cowboys and Jags in Jacksonville is just even going to look weird. It's like it's, like whoever the Jags host, if it's not an AFC South team, it just doesn't look right. <laughs> I don't know if the teams just they get to that part of the country and they just get discombobulated, but we've seen this happen too many times with teams where they go down there and a trap gets sprung for them. And uh, I do like what the Jags have been doing offensively. So while, again, Dallas is the far superior team talent-wise and on paper, you can never – you know, underestimate the ability of Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn to just royally fuck things up. Uh, that's always out there too. So I'm going to take Jacksonville and the points. 
Uh, this one, to me, will show if Trevor Lawrence really has arrived. He keeps showing these flashes. He keeps yeah. looking like the number one guy, and then the next week he falls back to earth. Uh, the, the Cowboys pass rush, if you're really the number one guy, you're going to look at Micah Parsons and those guys coming at you, and you're going to still perform and do what you're supposed to do. I, I think the Cowboys are going to feast on them. I think uh, Houston almost embarrassed them last week. I'm sure they had to hear about that from everyone they know all week long. <laughs> Okay. I feel like they're going to get they're going to get on the plane and go to Jacksonville and, and send a message and, and absolutely destroy the the Jaguars. Uh, you're absolutely right though. Jacks weird stuff happens in Jacksonville. You're absolutely right about that. So uh, I, I'm not locking it. I already used my lock anyway. Um, but yeah, Dallas uh, to to destroy the Jaguars. But if they didn't, I wouldn't be so surprised. Uh, Pittsburgh will play the Carolina Panthers in the uh, battle of. Backup quarterbacks, uh, Kenny Smallhands is dumpling, so the QB was rumored all week to be either Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. It seemed like uh, Mike Tomlin gave real consideration to making Mason Rudolph the starter because that's how awful at times Trubisky has been. Uh, apparently he's going to go with Trubisky after all, but he probably has an extremely short leash. I don't think you'll see uh, three picks from Trubisky this week because if he gets to two, he's going to – get the uh, the Sandman hook and be pulled off the stage. Uh, for the Panthers, DJ Moore has an ankle injury. Uh, keep an eye on that. He uh, is on the list as questionable for tomorrow's game. Uh, in this one, the, uh, the cop-out line. Steelers are 5-8, and eight and they're plus 3 at the 5-8 and eight Carolina Panthers. Yeah, oddly enough, the Panthers, hey, they're still playing for a division title. Oh, God. For a team All that you know, has been – all of them. They're all left for dead, and they're they're all still in it. it it's just it, it is wild and wacky. That's all I will say. Um, that division, but one through line for the Panthers, which sort of goes like they're sort of like Denver. That their their defense has been quietly playing respectable. I mean, now the Panthers' defense isn't on the same tier as the Broncos' defense. But for, for an NFC team, you know, an NFC South team, they've been actually acquitting themselves quite well. I'm going to take the Panthers here. I, th- I think they just straight up win this game. I-, I like what they're doing. I like that little two-headed running attack they've got going. Sam Darnold seems to have something going with the receivers. I, I like this, the-, the-, the backup quarterback dilemma here going on because I don't think you really get much with either Trubisky or Rudolph. And, yeah, it- it- this feels like a really ugly game. Love the under on this one. Smells yeah. pushy as hell, but I'll still take Carolina and give the three. Um, I also love the under. Uh, Steelers might get their quarterback folded and crushed again. The Panthers are strangely motivated and playing hard since quitting. <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of the stranger things. Uh, in a strange season, it stands out as one of the stranger things. The Panthers organization clearly quit, gave away their best player, their Star uh, running back yep. uh, cuts their starting quarterback, uh, and now here they are. Uh, like we said, the, contending for a division title, which is just kind of disgusting uh, in a in a way. But hey, Panthers again. Panthers players didn't quit. The organization did. Um, I will concur and take Carolina against whatever quarterback the Steelers are sending out there and give the uh, the three points. Uh, late afternoon action: Arizona and Denver. Uh, again, back of quarterback mania. Uh, uh, Colt McCoy is the QB1 now in Arizona for the rest of the year. 
Uh, Russ is concussed, so Brett Rippon steps up to get the start for the Denver Broncos. Uh, he will do it without Cortland Sutton, a uh, wide receiver who has a hamstring injury. Uh, the 4-9 Cardinals are the very slight underdog, plus one and a half at the 3-10 and 10 Broncos. Yeah, terrible game, by the way. <laughs> I mean, we talk about the, the idiot coaches on this one, yeah. but I'll tell you what, the, the, that one through line for me for this season has been that Broncos defense. Uh, I know they gave up 34, but that was also to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and the Chiefs, and they probably could have given up a lot more, which was ironically the Broncos' best offensive production of the season. Both times the Broncos actually decided to score points this year, they lost, by the way. Um, they, they, they got over 20 against the Raiders and lost, and then they got to almost 30 against the Chiefs and lost. I don't think they're going to have to get there to beat the Cardinals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take this Broncos' defense to kind of smother Colt McCoy and this – don't know what to make of it, Cardinals team. Um, in a really ugly game, I will take the Broncos, and, and maybe Russ not being there helps them. I've seen that uh, in other places, and I don't have an argument against it. How can I possibly say that that's not the case? It just every time Russ seemed like he was turning a corner, he made another bonehead play, and then, uh, like you said, this game he was actually turning it around and doing all the things that he's supposed to have been yep. doing this entire season. And then he gets dumplings. So yep. it's like, God, just can't, can't take, can't catch a break. Uh, but no, you're, you're right. Uh, Brett Rippon might not do the stupid things that Russ was doing to ultimately lose those games. Uh, just every time it seemed like he figured out a way to, to lose those games and Brett Rippon, whatever Brett Rippon does positive might not be much, but, he might not do. He might not lose the game. That's all you want your quarterback at this point. Just don't lose it for us. Um, so I will concur and, and take the Broncos and give the one and a half. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely on record. I, I don't need uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett or Cliff Kingsbury back next year. I don't have any use for either one of them. I think they're both uh, they both should be fired I, at the end of the year. I I agree. I concur that both of these guys. I, I don't know which one's first <laughs> as soon as the season's <laughs> over on, on, you know, on what is it, Black Monday or whatever it is. Um, but it'll be, it, it'll be both, I'm pretty sure. Black Sunday evening, if I have my way. Uh, one more last uh, skinny line for this week. Patriots Raiders, as the uh, goat coach goes to visit his pupil uh, out in the desert. Uh, for New England, uh, Ramondre Stevenson has an ankle injury. He's questionable. Uh, we know he won't have uh, Damian Harris. Uh, he's got a thigh injury. He has been ruled out. Um, and twin concussion boys uh, in the wide receiver core for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers, trying to work his way out of the protocol. Uh, he's still got a chance to play. Devontae Parker has already been ruled out. We know we won't be seeing him after he was staggering around out there. Um, for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, Blitz it is questionable again. Uh-oh, that's bad news for New England. <laughs> Seems like lately when Jason, Josh Jacobs is Blitz is questionable. I just got that. <laughs> that's when he goes off for 250 or something uh, on the ground. Uh, and this one is 7-6 and six Patriots plus one point at the 5-8 and eight Raiders. Well, the worst thing the Raiders can do in this game would be to get up by more than two touchdowns. <laughs> Because that seems to be like the death knell for them. They get the big leads and then they just blow them. Uh, although this iteration of the Patriots seems 
like they're not going to be the team that's going to come back on you. Too many injuries for the Patriots for me. You know, injuries in the backfield, injuries in the receiver core. I believe that uh, oh. Uh, Bills just kicked a field goal and won the game. So 32-29, Bills are a winner. Um, there you go. Just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go no ahead. No cover I'm for gonna, me. No cover for you. You are 0-4 to start the week. Yeek. Yuck. Ow. Yowie. Um, it'll get better. It's always tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders and give the point, uh, I guess, is what we're looking at here on this one. But uh, I'll take yep. the Raiders. I just think that's too many injuries, the, the, the traveling, all that to overcome. You know, Carr's still going to be out there, Adams, Jacobs. Yeah, it doesn't take much to – all you got to do is win this one, Raiders. Come on, don't blow <laughs> another huge lead. Uh, so Belichick against uh, Boy Wonder, uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, you know, the, the New England defense is another one of those Ds that's – like holding that team up, like they wouldn't. The, the Patriots at seven and six is almost a miracle uh, with the struggles that they've had on offense. Uh, they wouldn't be anywhere near that higher record if not for their defense. Uh, so this one feels like to me, it's just a field pick. Uh, it feels like the defense gets after Boy Wonder's squad uh, and, and holds up for their their coach. They don't want their their goat coach. They've already seen Brady leave and win a title and make their their coach look like a fraud. Uh, I don't think they're going to let uh, Belichick go in there and lose to, to Boy Wonder. So I just think the Patriots' D will come through and, and get some big sacks and uh, pull out this victory for the Patriots. Uh, on to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, speaking of Tommy. Bengals, much better team in 9-4, and four, but Tampa 6-7. and seven, Of course, division title still in their, uh, in their sights. Um, and Tommy, with his ability to dig around and find a victory late, even though he's playing like crap. It's just so weird the way they can pull games out of nowhere. Uh, some injuries that might make a difference in this one. Uh, Bengals will not have their tight end Hayden Hurst with a calf injury. They won't have their edge rusher Trey Hendrickson with a wrist injury. Buccaneers got the defender at each level out for this game. The big man in the middle, Vita Vea, is out. The uh, linebacker and edge rusher Carl Nassib is out. The safety Jamel Dean is out. Uh, so, Lots of uh, pain on both sides of the ball uh, for both of those teams. Uh, and, of course, there's always uh, running back drama with uh, with Leonard Fournette. Uh, you never know uh, which Fournette is going to show up there. Bengals are the favorite, uh, minus three and a half at Tampa Bay. Yeah, with that many defensive injuries, though, for both sides, I think that actually hurts Tampa more than it hurts Cincinnati because Cincinnati is clearly the more explosive team. They seem to be finding a groove, kind of feeling it a little bit right now. Tampa is reeling. So unless this is going to be one of those just, you know, Tommy puts the team on his back and slings it 65 times and and just wills his team to victory, they're not good. <laughs> and Cincinnati <laughs> is. I mean, that's all it boils down to. I'm going with the team that's good. Give me Cincinnati and the, uh, give the points. If it was that simple, there would be no need for point spreads or anything. I know. Everyone would just make I, money I all the time. I'm taking I a know. better team. I'm taking the team that's good. Pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Team A, good. Team B, not good. I'll take Team A. Uh, 
of course Tommy's going to fling it around 65 times. You got Joe Burrow coming in, Joe Shiesty. Of course Tommy's going to take that personally and, and, and just do nothing but drop back and throw. He's doing that anyway, but he's definitely going to do it with a, with a top-notch quarterback coming to town. So that's not even uh, in question. There's no question the strategy of that game is going to be uh, can Tommy outsling Joe Burrow um, and, and – Tommy's going to throw it more than Burrow. He's going to have more passives. I guarantee you that. Uh, Bengals on talent probably are, are killing Tampa Bay and winning this thing all day for the first 58 minutes. They better put up 30 or 33 or 34 before Tommy uh, puts on the cape and becomes Superman because he's Uh-oh. just doing that thing. He's just flying back and bring, I, I, I'm taking Tampa. I'm thinking, even if he doesn't come all the way back, it's three and a hook. So Tampa might lose by three, but Tommy's going to put on the cape at some point and try to mount a, a huge comeback because uh, that's all he does. That's all Tampa does is just wait for Tommy to start slinging it and, and get the PIs and get the short throws. And uh, that, that's, that's their big game plan. So I'm going to take Tampa to, to hang in there at least and, and stay within three. Uh, the struggling, uh, floundering Titans visit the uh, not-so-struggling Clippers, Chargers, who looked a lot better on Sunday night against Miami. Uh, so both these teams, seven and six, but seem to be going in opposite directions. Uh, Traylon Burks is still dumplings. He's not going to play for the Titans. Uh, D'Amico Autry is still uh, out with injuries. Several defensive backs still out with injuries for the beat-up Titans. Uh, the Clippers, uh, they're Hard-hitting safety, Derwin James is listed as doubtful with a quad injury. Uh, in this one, you got the cop-out line for this. Titans are plus three at the Chargers. Uh, yeah, and this is the uh, the call-me-crazy pick, but, man, you you know this more than I do because you live down there and you watch this team, but, man, does this just – this feels like a Titans special. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of spot they're, they're reeling – Things haven't been going their way. They're getting pushed around, and now they're going out to the West Coast. They're playing Justin Herbert just beat the Dolphins. He threw for 300. This just feels like the Derrick Henry show. He's going to run for, like, 210, put the team on his back, and they're going to just bully ball Justin Herbert up and down the field. Because, again, this, is, this, is, this, Clip, this Clippers team can get pushed around. So this is the Titans special to me. Titans win this one going away. But I still haven't heard that L word out of you. That uh, No, 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 not yet. We only got uh, two spots to go. Uh, you cannot usher up two more victims better or easier for Derrick Henry than more feeble than the, the L.A. Clippers, who have not been able to stop the runners since <laughs> I don't know when, uh, and and the Houston Texans, who, who the Titans play next week, and Derrick Henry is their daddy. Uh, you cannot get two better pieces of meat on the plate for the Titans. And I'm still picking the Chargers because wow. the Tennessee defense cannot be trusted. They are not getting at the passer. They are not stopping anybody through the air. they got too many injuries. Uh, and Justin Herbert, with all his weapons back, with Michael, that's a huge part of it too, is Mike Williams is back. He's balling again. Uh, Keenan Allen's back out there. You can take those other two guys uh, – Palmer and, and, and I don't even remember the other kid's name and put them back in their three and four spots where they're supposed to be because neither one of them were any good as a number one receiver when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were out. So that's as much as Herbert being healthy uh, is, is part of the resurgence of the chargers. 
I believe just as big a part is Mike Williams and Keenan Allen being out there. Uh, it, it I think that makes I think that makes all the difference. You can be as healthy as you want a quarterback, but if your if your receivers are a, a bunch of number threes running out there trying to be number ones, then it's still not going to look any good. Oh. Uh, so that, that's why I got the Chargers. They got all their weapons. Justin Herbert is doing what he's supposed to do, and the Titans can't stop a nosebleed. That's true. But you did not crap on my logic there. Your logic is absolutely correct. I think Derrick Henry should have another huge day, and I think ultimately it's, it's not going to matter because – they're not going to be able to stop ah. Justin Herbert from doing anything. Well, he had a day. He had a day against Jacksonville, and it didn't matter. He sure did. He sure did. On Sunday night, the Giants and the Potato Skins play their big rematch. Of course, the weird scheduling quirk of Washington uh, playing the Giants a couple of weeks ago, then having a bye last week, and now coming back to play the Giants again. So you get the home and away. Home, the home and away. Very, yeah. Very very odd. Uh, these teams are. As even as you can get, they have the same record, seven, five, and one. That one is each other a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Washington uh, had more yardage in that game, but uh, the, the Giants were able to rally back and, and force overtime, uh, where both teams in overtime punted the opponent's territory. Both teams uh. had the ball across midfield and got stalled and chose to punt the ball. They I wanted game. that fucking tie. And they deserved that fucking tie. Both those teams deserved to tie in that game because that's what they played for. That's what they wanted. How are you going to punt on the other side in overtime? How the hell do you do that? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, Chase Young at this point is the candy man. They keep saying that he's getting ready, getting ready, going to be out there. He's still not going to be out there at, at this point. That he's, he's a rumor. They say Chase Young exists, but I'm not sure it's true. I, I, I think he died, and they're just playing with us. It's a weekend at Bernie situation. Wait, wait is uh, he gonna, are they going to have a wireframe statue of him in the stadium? Oh, uh, no, that's been done already. They're going to have to come oh, up with something okay. else. Okay. They're going to put a put a pile of dust in a dustpan for him or, or something. I don't know what oh, they're going to do. Wow. It's, it, yeah, it's Washington. They, they, they're capable of doing something like that. Um, in this one, the uh, Giants are the underdog plus four and a half at the Commanders. Uh, honest, I got to tell you, I hate the Giants. I think they're completely fraudulent, but that's too big of a number for me. As even as both of these teams are, as even as they're going to play each other, they're division rivals, they hate each other. I don't think either one of these teams is honestly capable of beating the other team by more than a field goal. So by that logic, I have to take the points. Yeah, that's that's the logic. Uh, winner of this one wins the series. The season series one nothing because of the tie. So that's just <laughs> odd. Giants run defense uh, trending the wrong way versus a team that doesn't want to trust their quarterback at all. So that's why I'm taking Washington and giving the four and a half because the Giants aren't going to be able to to stop them. Uh, they're going to rely on Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. They're just going to keep running down the Giants' throws, and the Giants aren't going to be able to stop it. And Washington is very happy to keep doing that because that means they don't have to use Beer Man at all. And I think that's uh, Chico Rivera. I think the, that's that's how he's staying alive right now. He's a cancer survivor. He's barely holding on out there. We love Chico, former Chicago Bear. And I think he's doing that to just save his own skin so he doesn't have an aneurysm and collapse on the field. It's just use Beer Man as little as possible just to, to take care of his own health. Uh, so I will uh, give the four and a half, take Washington. That moves us to Monday night. I know what your lock is now. 
the poor uh, Wobegon Los Angeles Rams at four and nine um, with Baker Mayfield now the uh, the QB one and the rested five and eight Green Bay Packers uh, with uh, coming off their bye with Aaron Rodgers looking uh, at least half decent uh, re- recently. Uh, and they might get Romeo Dobbs back from his ankle injury uh, in this game as well at wide receiver. Uh, Baker opening and closing, apparently, this game. I don't think he's going to uh, – he, well, he can't give it up to John Walford because Walford's been uh, deactivated, I believe. So we, we know okay. we, we, we don't have to worry about that. Uh, so with that, the Rams uh, touchdown underdog at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I want you to close your eyes and go on a journey with me. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to go back in time this season. And I want you to think about your lasting memory of Baker Mayfield playing the Packers in Lambeau Field when he was with the Cleveland Browns. And Nick Chubb running up and down. The, oh, yeah, Baker threw four picks. Ooh. Probably one of the games that helped him out of Cleveland <laughs> more than any other. Uh, a game that they should have just gone in there and won, and Nick Chubb was just decimating that Packers suspect Rundy that's been a problem for them for years. And for some reason, the, the, the Browns decided every once in a while, well, we got to let Baker try to throw, and it was a Oops. disaster every time. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. I'm locking it up. Uh, <laughs> first of all, when he turns around, he's not going to have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt back there. He's going to have two yards per carry Cam Akers <laughs> and the corpse of some other guy. Yeah, I mean, I understand that the Rams' defense, they've been fighting, but the Packers have kind of been the Rams' daddy the last few years. So I think muscle memory just takes over here, and the Packers uh, put them to sleep. You mean it's not a good thing to look back in your backfield and see Cam Akers? Cam Akers ain't the place to be. Decent last game. He had a he had a sort of coming out party. He got in the end zone. I think <laughs> that is such a backhanded compliment. He was decent. He's aight. He's aight. Hey, come on, let's go Baker again. Another crazy comeback win. Mm-hmm. No, okay, maybe maybe not. Um, you know what? I, and I still, I want to be fair, I still think the Rams' defense has been trying to keep it together and trying to play for them and, and trying to hold up things. Oh, and, sure. Uh, they're, they're not going to have Aaron Donald again. Um, but, yeah, it's, there's only so many miracles you can keep asking for. Uh, there's only so many times you can ask Baker Mayfield to, to do what that whatever the hell that was last Thursday night. Um I don't know if the Packers are on their way to any kind of great resurgence or any great finish to the season, but I tell you what, I, I did remember that I got to keep picking them. I got to get Green Bay to nine and eight. They got to keep. They got to win out. Oh, they got to win out. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna will it. That's right. I, that doesn't mean I have to take them to give the seven because they can win by five and still be be on their way to nine and eight. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give the seven anyway. I think they this is you know probably their best chance to have a, a great outing. It's Lambeau Field. It's cold as fuck. It's it's Monday night football. Crowd's going to be all drunk and uh, sauced up and ready to go. Uh, night football, uh, bad elements, L.A. team coming in. I, it, it's all set up for Green Bay to, to have probably their best showing uh, of the season. So, uh, And also, 
Aaron's getting it together a little bit. Been playing better, getting on the same page with Christian Watson. Got Dobbs coming back. Uh, yeah, if, if Green Bay is going to do something big time, this will be the game to do it. So I will, uh, I'll concur with you and give the uh, give the seven. All right. You know, it's really funny that you're going to beat me for the season on locks here, and I don't think you've disagreed with one of my locks all year. I don't – yeah, maybe one or two. I, yeah, I'll, I'll go back and look uh, in our after show. But, yeah, it's been very rare. And same with you. You haven't disagreed with too many of my locks. No. So. I mean, we think these are good picks. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> More on our after show when we go back. now into our VIP after show program. That's a great point you bring up. This is the year of the least amount of crapping on each other's locks. I think since we started doing locks, we yeah. barely disagreed on any of them. Right. Uh, we so haven't, gonna... I mean, we actually, boy, we disagreed on a lot. Well, you, I think you just, I think you're feeling like you've got that two spot. You got to pick up on me already. So yeah. And disagreeing uh, I, I, with me. I, as you know, we make our picks completely uh, yes. uh, independ- independently. We do. I have no idea what you were picking. <laughs> that so felt like just... a lot. I'm going to say at least half of them. That was, that's got to be at least six more. Maybe more. Uh, six looks to be the number, yeah. Okay. But most of them a... were late. That would be... The early slate, we, did, we agreed on a lot of those. Okay. But that's Eight. For the week, then. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, counting the, the two that you got on me uh, to, early today and Thursday night. Wow. That, that is something already. Um, but, yeah, no, we uh, – yeah, I, I, I saw that, that Baker was getting that start against the Packers, and I was like, man, I'm locking, I'm locking <laughs> that up. You're not counting on that Baker magic again? No. Uh, no, that right, felt can... like a one-off. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can talk on that and then entertain the crowd while I go through. I'll just randomly call out any uh, disagreements of locks through the entire season as I as I see them. I know I crapped on one of your Jets ones earlier. Oh this God, season. there I was one that was, was so brutally bad. You, I think that was early because you gave yourself I think an award for it. Because <laughs> it was so stupid, for, yeah. For how Probably bad was that dumbest. one was. <laughs> yeah. That that's one of the only ones that really like stands out. You know. You're gonna you're gonna vomit for this one. Week twelve, um, I locked wow. the uh, uh, the terrible, beat up, no good uh, Rams going into Kansas City, and somehow, some oh, way, that's the worst one. <laughs> that's the worst one because that's when we had the line. That was the one with the line that that. Oh yeah. Off of the you know when I picked it, it was fifteen and a half, but. You had it at sixteen and a half, and it ended up being a yeah. sixteen point. Yeah, that was a messed up. That that one, that one got me. That was the one that did me in for the locks for the year. That's what you get for doubting me, buddy. Me and Bryce. What's the kid's name? Perkins. I forgot his Bryce name. Perkins. Already. Oh my god. The great Bryce yeah. Perkins. And that was the the Chiefs just kept getting down to like the four yard line. Just <laughs> not slowed. Right, they, uh, they got within the 10 and four times yeah. didn't score a touchdown either. They knew any of those they times. were in play. 
play anybody, so they kicked field goals. We're, we're out, all season long, everybody's going for it. Nobody's kicking field goals. But the Chiefs are yeah. like, oh, these guys aren't coming back to take the points. Right, exactly. They, they knew. They knew better. Um, so that's about the, so I'm, I'm going back, I'm back to week 10 and I still don't see any other, uh, locked disagreements. No, it, it's yet. been very few where we have, yes. we usually in a season will crap on each other's locks all the time. We'll have a lock off at some point. Right. We'll both have the same lock, which also has not happened this season. Uh, here we go. Week nine. Let's see Indy. Oh God! Well, it was plus five at the Patriots, and you locked up the Patriots because that's how terrible uh, the Colts. I don't even know if this is Matty Ice or if he had been benched for for the kid and uh, for and L- oh, New England. Was that gonna... the Ellinger? Was that the Ellinger game? I, probably. And I, I my, the my lock of the century. <laughs> um, and New England won by twenty three. So I yeah. guess you. you... <laughs> that was the <laughs> Sam right Ellinger that game. That was the yeah. that was Choco Hooters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was Ricky quarterback. Bill Belichick. Yeah, go coach. <laughs> Choco Hooters. Ch- that was the Choco Hooters game. Yeah. Yep. Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but the week before, Green Bay. Oh, geez, another one. Uh, another hook. Packers Sunday night at Bills. Green Bay plus ten and a half. Oh and my God. Yeah. You just knew the Packers are going to get destroyed by the Bills. Yeah. And they hooked them. And, and they hooked them. I said, hey, Green Bay, I'll give them a fight. They'll, they'll hang in there. Uh, and they, they this is what I head. mean. My, my, I, I'm, I'm losing by a lot on the locks, but when you look at the locks I lost, I would, I, I mean, they were. Those two are gut punches right there. Yeah. The, the second one is going to wind up changing our rules for how we pick lines. That's how bad it was. <laughs> That was a really good punch right there. We're going to change was, everything because of that one. Um, that was the uh, Nickel Roby Coleman play of lines right there. It's going to change everything. We got to have uh, winter meetings. We got to get together after the right. season and, and get, get all Miley the owners team. involved. We talk about that with Craig Council and Wade Miley. <laughs> yeah, that was that. It was the Wade Miley game. We ain't having this shit again. We're going to change the rules. Have a, yeah, we're gonna have a special tribunal about <laughs> figuring this out. Um, I'm back to week five, and I, those are the only two disagreements I see on locks so far. That's wild. It's that's crazy. I, we've definitely never had this few disagreements. Uh, no, and we've before been, we, we agree. And we've been doing the uh, awards week four. Uh, week three, Bengals minus six at the Jets. I locked up the Jets, and you oh. laughed at me, and you were right <laughs> because the Bengals beat that ass twenty-seven to twelve. Okay, I don't even remember who the Jets quarterback was at that point. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so it's funny that we've I looked back, and week five was the first week that we did the awards. So that meant week four was the first hardware that we handed out. And you go back, and we've been doing this for, you know, 12, 12, 13, uh, 12, 11 weeks. Yeah. And it feels like this is the way we should have been doing it forever. Right, of course. 
Yeah, and I've actually, and because I've got it in a spreadsheet, I've actually got all my awards still saved for the whole season. Okay. So I've just got it all in one one spreadsheet, and I can just scroll through, and I can see every week um, what my awards were each week. I've got all my awards saved too, but I'm old, so they're all on scraps of paper that are all back at home, so I can't access them right now. Right. Uh, maybe maybe next year I'll get a although get no te- no better technologically sound. Uh, no better award than uh, when we did that week five recap, uh, and we both had the uh, how how bad how did Matt Amendola get another job award? <laughs> and yeah. Oh man, he's he's going to be uh, so fitted. There's going to be some hardware for that young man for yeah. probably for a season uh, retrospective. Absolutely, he's, he's he, earned that, it. That's what I was that's what I was getting to. He's going to be so uh, talked about and fitted and uh, regaled for our our season yeah. ending awards. Yeah, he'll uh, have earned every bit of it. Uh, week two on Monday night, I was uh, in favor of the uh, the Bills, uh, who are hosting the Titans as 10-point favorites, and you thought the Titans were going to give the Bills a fight because it's the Titans. They always uh, – they, they love being the underdogs, and they love, and they love uh, taking it to the Bills specifically. Uh, but I had a feeling, and I locked up the Buffalo Bills, and they won 40-7. to They beat the Man. Titans' ass. Wow. Very few uh, disagreements there. So there's uh, there's that one in week two, and I, let's let's see week one. That might be about it. I think I just covered all of our log disagreements for the year. That's one hand. That's uh, oh, and week one was uh, our co-lock because the Baltimore Ravens in week one. We keep telling you people this. Oh, our mortal lock. And they were six and a half point favorites at the Jets, and they won twenty four to nine. And we knew yeah. we want to take the the Baltimore Ravens week one because that's what they do. They come out better prepared than every other team. They do it every year. And that's funny because so, I don't know if we, we didn't have that like pre planned, but we were telegraphing no. it all through the preseason. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like when we were doing our we were doing our uh, preview show pre- and just mm-hmm. completely. <laughs> telegraphing the Ravens do to start seasons. Like, like there is no better week one coach than John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. We, we knew it. And we so, both locked him up and, and it worked out. So even though so, the yeah. Bills uh, didn't get that cover today, I do want to say I'm glad they won. I, I really do, you know, I, I just have that. I don't have a rooting interest, but I like the Bills. And I do want them to get the number one seat. You do have a really interest. Uh, Hipster James loved the Bills before any of you posers. I, it's on. It's on tape. It's on <laughs> record about you know my my prediction here about the Bills being the dominant team in the AFC East. Um, predated them doing it by about two years. He was talking about that before Tommy ever left. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, before before when Project was still Project. Right. And I, I thought you're you were crazy. You thought I was just talking out of my ass. Talking Come about on, the Buffalo Bills. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. They moved to eleven and three. Yeah, I'm. I'm very glad they won too. 
I, and I'm, still hold uh, still hold that tiebreaker uh, over the Chiefs. I'm mad that they couldn't uh, cover, not just because of my lock, but because I had money on it tonight. So that didn't work out for me. Uh, but what are you going to do? Um, at least Josh Allen uh, threw for more than Tua, and that made me some money because of this. You know, uh, some of these sports books, it's it's almost unfair the way they throw things out there for you um, as sort of bonus bets or prop bets that they have. Sort of, it's almost like they're putting something on sale, like they're they're taking the odds of something and really knocking it down for you. Uh, they do that all the time oh, in, in, in yeah. all the sports. They're trying to least. entice you to. They're trying yeah. to entice you to bet. Exactly. They're, they're trying to take people like me who have a gambling problem and make us gamble more. Shame on you. <laughs> Those dirty bastards. DraftKings Sportsbook made it uh, plus 100 tonight for either quarterback. If you wanted to take Josh over Tua or Tua over Josh in passing yards, uh, instead of minus whatever it would normally be, they put it on sale and made it plus 100. So I put a little money on Josh to throw for more than two. Because I didn't think, first of all, I thought it was going to be snowing all all night. The way they were no, talking about it, the weather. It stopped. All week, yeah, it stopped. The way they were talking about it all week is that it was just going to be a driving snowstorm all through the game. And that was not the case at all from what I'm seeing on the on the pictures. Um, looks like a completely clean green field to me, which was a, a complete shock. Um, so I thought uh, it was going to be, you know, passing yards. Uh, I thought the, everyone figuring out what Tua is doing. I thought the Bills were going to just gum up the middle and make Tua do something else, which maybe they did. Um, so I thought it was going to be Josh Allen by a mile in passing yards. So I did put money on that. So if that did work out. I'm looking at the stats now. Josh threw for 304, Tua threw for 234. So I didn't know it was going to be that high. I thought it was going to be more like 204 to 134, but – uh, either way, it wins a win there. But I, I did have more money on a on a parlay uh, for the Bills to cover the spread, uh, which did not happen. So. Oh no, my uh, my my Saturday DFS lineup money today, which was nice. Oh good. Yeah, it was actually my uh, Kirk my Cousins Kirk, or I had Kirk Cousins. <laughs> there you go. I had Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Oh, well, can't can't that argue was, with that. That was 70 points between the two of them. Uh, J.K. Dobbins and James Cook were my running backs. And they did something? Uh, Dobbins, 17 points, found the end zone. Okay. He caught a touchdown from Josh Allen. And then I also had Michael Pittman, uh, which was almost 20. Um, And then the rest of my guys were all getting eights and nines. So that's usually enough to money. I mean, it wasn't big money, but... Gabe Davis had almost 10 points. Hawkinson had eight. Amari Cooper had almost 10. That, 10 in that game might have been the top scorer. <laughs> yeah, that I was, was listening to that game. in the car going uh, when yeah. I was going to dinner. So Man. Man yeah, Lamar, uh, Lamar can't come back fast enough. <laughs> well, uh, he was steadily going down as the season was going on. It was getting worse he and was. worse. Maybe I he don't... just needed the break. Maybe he needed the rest. You're right. That, that very well might be the might be the case. All right, I'm I'm logging into my DraftKings now so that I can. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. For, for for Ravens fans, this was like your first actual straight up like you just lost. Right, you didn't have a huge lead and find a way you to blow it. You didn't blow the game in the final 18 seconds. So hey, good job, just losing losing progress. Yeah, <laughs> you lose like everybody else now. 
uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's that. I guess there's that. You can't you can't lose a big lead if you can't you don't get, a get big the lead. lead. <laughs> it's like you can't you can't cover ten if you can't score ten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what the what the case is. All right, what in the world is your uh, DraftKings handle? Because every time I get into a contest, it has a it has something on there about uh, look up your rival or something like that, but I don't oh. know your handle. Oh, so right. you can see. It says find the rival right here next to standings. Yeah. Well, it's really easy. It's IMLDJ. Oh. <laughs> it's just IMLD, then J-A-Y for, for J. You know, I, is I, that so that so... you can Is that so that you can compare your lineups to mine or? Yes, uh, or in the standings, yeah. Got it. Um, well, I, I typed it in and nothing happens. So I don't. Well, were, you weren't. Maybe you weren't in this contest today. Were you in the holiday free contest, or were you in something today? Else? Yeah, that one, the Saturday slate free one. Yeah, the it's NFL fifty k. Yeah, yeah, that's free, I was. I had one hundred and fifty three. Otherwise, I had the same lineup. <laughs> um. I I missed the money on that one by a point. Oh wow! So the one that I did money in was one that I paid for. Okay. Because I had one hundred and fifty three point one zero for my score. Look at this is this is weird. I was trying to type it in, but it's not. But you're not coming up uh, when I type in find a ride. Yeah. I M L D J A Y. Uh, that, I'm typing in because when I type in like I and M, it's bringing up other people who starts with I and M or who oh. even who has I and M in their handle. But then I go to IML and it goes blank because so apparently you're not in that one. I'm, I'm unless looking you, at unless it. you unless you blocked me out and I can't find you. Yeah, maybe I don't make my maybe I have it in a setting or something. If I don't make it public or something, I'll have to look at it. Okay. Well, well, how many points did you score again? Let me look at it through that. 153.10. All right, well, I'll go down all the standings and go down to the 150. What the hell? It won't even let me do that. It went from... No, you can't see them all. So were you in that contest? Yeah. What'd you have? I, I had 132.5 points. Ah, okay. Nah. Finished in seventy nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm such a loser. I and, finished uh, in twenty eight thousand three hundred and seventy fourth place. And despite only being like a point behind, I finished in seventy nine thousand three hundred twenty fourth place. You had how but many points? One hundred thirty two point five six. Okay, we well, were twenty one points behind me. Oh, okay. I thought I you said you were. You had a hundred. Oh, I thought you said you had 133. Okay. No, no, 153.10. Okay, I misheard you. But I can't get to 100. I'm going through on the. I'm looking at the whole standings, and it jumps from one from 49.45 to 26,249, and then to me. Yeah, it does so that. It's it's really strange. Yeah, I don't understand. It does that. Hang on, let me see. Okay. Oh. Let's see here. Uh. Because you see, do you see that find a rival box next to the standings? No, I don't. So, uh, 
Hang on. So if I go into the contest, this is fun. Everybody's listening to this live, so that's great. Right. Uh, well, it's the after no, show. we're not live. We're in the yeah. after show. Okay. This is the so content you pay there. for, folks. I'm on my phone, so I don't know if that makes a difference. That probably makes a difference that you're not on the actual uh, computer uh, site. Yeah, hang on here. I can. I actually don't like their website. I like the app more than I like the website. Huh. I'm just about to go to DraftKings. <laughs> Let's put in a few extra A's there. Just just a one A. Okay, so I will go to lineups, recent, live. Okay, live. NFL Classic. Uh, it's not showing. Oh, it's not showing my free one. Hmm. I was clearly in it. I was winning money until about the last minute. I had like a dollar. Oh, there it is. Holiday free contest. Let me click on that because it says it's live. And then when you get to it, you see standings, and then next to standings, it has a box that says find a rival. Well, I see where it says entrance. What's your login? My handle is Dreydog. Which I made like before IMLD even existed, but I oh, forgot. Oh, you are Dray Dog five fifty five. No, I don't have any fives. That's a different person. Oh, it's Dray. I'm, just, I'm oh, Dray Dog nice. and nothing Four. else. Okay. Oh, there you are, Dray Dog. So I found yeah, how, you. It just doesn't let me see anything. Huh. That's how old my account is. Is I'm Dray Dog with no numbers. I'm the there's original three Dray, Dray Dog. Dogs, just so you know, there's three Dray Dogs. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one with one, no numbers. You're just cause... straight Dre Dog with no numbers because you are OG Dre Dog. Damn right. No <laughs> others before me. But the account said dormant for years, and I forgot I had it. But I just, I, but I don't understand why they got the box for find a rival, but you can't, but I can't find you. I type in your handle and nothing happens. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, but at least I know your handle for future uh, contests, so I'll, I'll be checking in on oh, you. Oh, hand. Oh, I have to put in my phone number. What? Yeah, hang on here. It's texting me a code. I'm about to get hacked. <laughs> oh, look, my bank account's empty. Oh, no. <laughs> they, they know not to empty my bank account. I'm going to give you all your money back anyway eventually. Don't worry. I don't have that much money in DraftKings. I didn't, but they skipped... They kept giving me these crazy contests, and, and so I was able to build up a little something. Something One thing they gave me on the sportsbook side, you might want to join the sportsbook just for this. I don't know if they're going to do it for everybody, but maybe they did. They gave me – what did they do? Now i got to log into the sportsbook to figure out what the prop was that they gave me. It was something so easy and ridiculous that I couldn't help but, but cash in on it. It, they took like a right after I signed up for the sports book a few weeks ago. They sent me a, a something for a Sunday night game. I think it was where they gave me like a hundred to one odds on anyone scoring a touchdown in the game. All I had to do was bet a dollar, and if anyone scored a touchdown, I got a hundred dollars. So, I, so that that's how I originally started out, and that's like I, I hope nobody. Uh, 
you know, signs up and, and bets a game where no one scores a touchdown thinking they're about to get an easy $100 because that would just be the worst. Like if you sign up a, one of these, you know, Steeler games or uh, Ravens games where they score nothing and get three field, you know, field goals or whatnot. Uh, but that, that's how that's how they got me hooked. That's how they got me started. I signed up with a sports book and they sent me this really easy uh bet for, you know, $100 if I bet $1. And all all I had to do was have someone score a touchdown, anybody at all. Um, so then from there, they've been sending me a bunch of uh, things. They send you free bets every now and then. They send you, uh, if you bet like a same-game parlay in a particular sport, they'll send you a free bet off of that. Um they just sent me for I don't I, the, the very first soccer bet I've ever made in my life. What? Uh, because because they sent a uh, a risk free uh, a no sweat bet. Uh, oh sure. Up to, up to thirty five dollars. Um, it, it's a parlay. Like I had to pick a you know I, I picked like Argentina and uh, Messi to score a goal or something like that. Uh, but if it loses, I get my money back. So what the fuck? Of course, I, you know I'll go for that. And if it wins, I win like two hundred some dollars. So. So they know exactly what they're doing with these things. They 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 get the they get the hook in you and they just keep reeling and keep reeling you in, reeling you in. Now, the way they'll get the way they get other people, I'm sure, is you run out of money and then they go, Oh god, I'm hooked. Now I gotta deposit and send you I'm not sending you fuckers anything. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> I know that <laughs> you're gonna play that out and then it's done. Exactly. I'm playing this rollout as long as I can and then it is all it is all over. Uh, but but it's still going so far. That was like three weeks ago, and I keep kind of yo-yoing back back and forth, up and down. Um, but but I still got a little money left, so I'll, I'll be playing tomorrow too. So we'll, we'll see. But the Buffalo one that was that was big. I was really uh, trying to to pop that one, but uh, did not work out for me. Yeah, I mean it was your lock. Here's what happened: you put money on your lock <laughs> again, again. Oh. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop betting my locks. Because you went into that rut when you started putting money on your locks, and then as soon as you stopped, you started winning locks again, and you're like, oh, I've got it back, and then you lose uh-huh. your lock. And then I lose my lock again. That uh, is like, that is peak you. It is. It, it really is. Uh, but here, here's the, uh, the the odds boost they gave me for the Josh Allen versus two of passing yards money line. Uh, normally would be Josh Allen minus 115, and they gave me plus 150. So I, I put 25 on that and won $62. So that's uh, very happy for that, but that's how they really in. They, they keep you going with stuff like that. And then the, That's where yeah. I have been lucky is that we have – I can do DraftKings, but we don't have any legalized uh, online sports betting in Wisconsin. They still haven't done it in Wisconsin at all? No. Oh my God! Okay. They haven't legalized weed. They haven't legalized sports <laughs> gambling. I mean, what the hell's going on up there? It's Handmaid's Tale over here, I guess. Oh no, God! <laughs> Got to break out over there. You're living in Russia. And the funny um, part is, like, for like, uh, you go to like marijuana. We're surrounded by states. All the states oh, yeah. around us, you can get it: Illinois, Michigan, mm-hmm. and Minnesota. Minnesota, no problem. Yep. Just not Wisconsin. Just Man. not Wisconsin. That, I think so, that's got a lot to do with the the Indian gaming. It, you know, with the the casinos are so big. 
They're all over this state. Do they have that much push uh, pull? Yeah, they're everywhere. I, I remember. I know they're everywhere. But we're not lacking I, casinos I, here. And a couple of them, I think one of them might actually have a sports book. I, I remember Potawatomi. Uh, but, I mean, that's just, okay, fine, there's a whole bunch of, of, of Indian reservations up there. But just based on legalizing marijuana, just, just based on University of, of Wisconsin, Madison would be that, – that would take care of your state budget for the next 10 you years. You wouldn't see Madison anymore because it would be in fog. <laughs> Be in smoke. Yeah, <laughs> it would be completely smoked. Like there would just be this over. permanent haze around yes. Madison. Which that would like, clear that, all your budget. That's not like that's that's not like there isn't already. Sure. Right. But that's how it is. Everywhere. Yeah, you look at like what it did for the tax, like in Colorado and all these states where they legalize. Right. How much money they're bringing in for this legalized weed. The gambling, same thing. All the the money that's that's going to bring in from all the degenerates like me. It's just a yeah. no brainer. There have been there have been plenty of times I've been like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could put ten bucks on this or twenty bucks on something, you know? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it has to happen. It's going to happen. The, it's going to happen. Yeah, I know that. They're going to put a, a casino at that big vacant lot in, in Chicago downtown one day. That's going to have. They've been talking about that for years. That's yeah. going to well, look how long it took them to put that one out in Rosemont. Right, right. Forever. They, they were doing the boats before that, uh, which is just stupid. Oh, it's on a boat. It's legal now. Well, no. What, what they'll the do is they'll that? move the bears out to the racetrack, and then they'll just put the big casino there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, 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 it's all going to work out somehow. They'll figure it out. They're going to put a casino there. They're going to put it downtown Chicago. They're going to put a casino in Times Square. It's, all of this is coming eventually before we die because it's just too much money to, to be made by doing it. It's right. just common sense. And they'll all be smoked out. What do you think right. that that – what do you think the live line would have been to take the Vikings on the money line at halftime? Oh, I was seeing that on Twitter. I think uh, Darren Ravel was tweeting um, plus thirty three hundred, if I recall correctly. So a hundred to win thirty three hundred. Correct. Eh, it still seems like <laughs> it doesn't seem like enough to make me want to bet. It's probably not fair. Um, it's, it probably, for the odds of it happening, should have been plus thirty three thousand or something. That's what I like mean. Like that. No, I understand. Um, for the actual fairness of the actual gaming odds, no, that's not enough. It shouldn't be enough. Uh, but I even believe, so, I believe the the stat that I saw at some point towards the end of that game said that teams with a thirty point lead in NFL history were like fifteen hundred one and one. Um, and the the one uh, is that counting postseason because that one was was Frank Reich. I don't know if that was counting that one because that would have been that was a thirty two point uh, game. That's, that was a thirty five three, right? Yeah, that, that's all I was hearing today on the radio was this broke the record for biggest comeback ever, and that and the Frank Reich yeah. game was uh, was the record, but that was a postseason. I, game, I'm of course. still I am still going to say I don't care what happened today that comeback for the Bills was still the greatest comeback of all time. It was in the playoffs for one. Right. And no two-point conversions. That's right. 
So you could, take your tw- you could take your 28 to 3, and you could take this 33 to nothing. You can take all of those. I'm still going Frank Reich, that 35 to 3 comeback, because they came back all the way, and they did it without a single two, because you could, there were no two-point conversions back then. It did not exist. So I'm still calling that the greatest comeback of all time. I try not to engage in, well, it, when it happened uh, in my childhood, in my day, that was the greatest. No. But, yeah, I'll, I'll concur that that's probably still greater uh, just because of the uh, just because of the playoff circumstances. It right, happens, it was uh, the stage and, the, you know, and all that. They get the Super Bowl one. That's fine, too. Um, but nobody can the, argue that uh, Buffalo did it against a team that was in the playoffs. So clearly, Buffalo did it against a much better team than what Minnesota did it against. Yeah, the Minnesota I mean, Colts team that collapsed. Colts. Yeah, this Colts team that, that collapsed today is a, is a joke squad with a joke coach. Yeah. I, I like when so, I sent you the did I when I sent you <laughs> Jeff Saturday's musings today. Yeah, that, that was a great comment. Oh, wow, that was awesome. I'm so glad I got to witness that. Can you guys believe that? Just wow, man. I, I, I did. I did laugh out loud at the line of "I'm happy for those guys." Like that's the other team. It's <laughs> <laughs> not your team. Well, that was a good one. You you did you did uh, me on that one. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just Jeff 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 uh, Jeff Saturday's in a monologue. How great for those guys, man! <laughs> I'm so glad I got to see the biggest comeback ever and live in person. Wow, man! Oh, <laughs> uh, Jeff, he's probably still standing on the sideline right now. He's just like yeah, up standing there him. with his arms folded, smiling and shaking his head, just nodding his head like, man, this is great. Wow, I'm an NFL I'm getting, head coach. I'm getting paid for this. <laughs> this is awesome. Somebody pinch me. <laughs> Jeff? Jeff? Game's over, Jeff. Come back to the hotel. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm playing him off as just kind of being this, like, free spirit, mindless dude, but probably. <laughs> probably. Because... Uh, Here's to be a wow. religious freak too, so he's probably just. Oh, I, I just thank God. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. <laughs> I'm so blessed to be here. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, have you had enough? Oh my God! It has been such a long two days. I'm not even going to get into all the details. Oh, my week. Um, my week has been long. I gave you a yeah. couple. I gave you the gory details. It's yeah. Been a long. I'd just say. This has been a very long week. I spent most of the week just beat to death and then snow and shoveling and ice and then back to work. And it's just, yeah, it's just been this whirlwind week. And then you got the holidays coming. So you're mm-hmm. trying to like, oh, buy presents and do all this. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been a challenge. I'm anticipating that we'll be doing this again Friday, uh, next Friday night. Cause that's really our only uh, chance. Um, yeah, that's, that's you'll be you'll be older the next time we do this show. I respect your elders. You get to appreciate those two weeks of being forty-seven before I do, before <laughs> right. I am. So I'll tell you tell how much me it all hurts. about what it's like on the other side. That's right. Uh, so yeah, you've been sick. I've, I've had craziness over here trying to uh, deal with my job and then get over here to my wife's yeah. uncle's house and then get the setup and everything going and uh now are and, you are you back there again on Friday? 
Uh, we don't know about next weekend yet. Okay, so you'll have, just have not, uh, you'll just let me know if I'm hosting or. Yep. Yep. I'll, I'll have you clued in. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I'm doing the yesterday. I'm at work and I'm doing the crash course. So I'm watching because I didn't watch any football last week because I was on vacation. Right. And so I was paying attention on my phone, but I'm watching all of the like 15 minute highlight packages, you know. Yeah. So I'm watching the long highlight packages, but I'm watching them all on YouTube at one and a half speed. Okay. <laughs> so I can just like blaze through them all, but I'm still picking up enough, you know. And I've, got, I've actually got a little cheat sheet worth of notes here that I was writing. So I was doing homework. I, this has been the season. I will tell you, I've put in the most work this season as I have okay. in a long time because I actually have a little little list of notes here with all the stuff that I could transcribe into the computer, and then um, made my picks this morning for the games today before you even got me the lines. I was just looking at the lines like. There's nothing that can dramatically change here because I knew I was going to go. I was actually going Colts to win, um, which was my pick. But thankfully, they still got it on the hook, which was so crazy, and then lost my other Wait, picks today. They were leading by 33. You mean they didn't win? Wait, what? They didn't oh. win, but they oh. got the hook. They covered. Oh. It's a win in our books. <laughs> <laughs> they, they still covered, though. That's right. Anybody who had Colts and three and a half <laughs> still was a winner. And you can um, never take it away. And now, ironically, that Buffalo uh, collapsing uh, and, and not being able to cover tonight, I was going to still win my parlay because I had the Vikings straight with all the oh, you had the Vikings. You had the Vikings, had on, the Vikings the money line. on the money line. It's part of my parlay. I was... I was so mad uh, listening to that shit this morning. Uh, by the time it got to halftime, I had already ripped oh, off my head. that's why you were so agitated. I thought you were just agitated because you're losing the pick to me. I was agitated because of that, too. But I was agitated because I'm like, man, I got this long-form parlay in football, and it's going to be dead already before we even get to so the So did the, the Bills destroy your whole parlay? Yes. What would that have paid you? I didn't add that much on it, but it was it was the only thing I was uh, stretching out today in football uh, outside of that Josh Allen um, uh, prop bet. That, that was the only other thing I was playing ah, in football okay. today was that was that one parlor. I, I had NBA going, I had college basketball going. Those all those all fucked up too because I'm not good at gambling, which is part of the problem. But anyway, uh, but yeah, that that was. What was really was frustrating about this Buffalo score was, was that I was still with that comeback going to be in play to make money. Cause when it's a spread that low and I do that in basketball and, and uh, uh, college basketball and NBA too, when it's like a spread of three or four or five, I don't fuck with that. I just take the money line. Cause I'm not taking a team minus three and watching them win by two. That's not going to happen. Because I've done that too many times in, in in the past before. There's no reason to to take a, a team minus three because you're going to get the the, the minus one ten. We could just take the money line and have a minus one seventy one eighty. That, right. That's not worth the 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 risk to give up the that that money. That's not worth it. Just take the money line. Uh, I'm I'm bad at gambling, but I'm giving you gambling advice. Just take the money line. I'm telling you, <laughs> much less stressful. Uh, no, I, 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 I hear you there. Yeah. 
<sighs> and it was and it was going to work out, except the Bills couldn't hold off the, the Dolphins. So I'll I'll, I'll go, go home and see that one too. I'm I'm very curious to see how that uh, played out. Uh, yeah, thirty-two so yeah. twenty-nine. That's your uh, that's your final there. Thirty-two is great. The twenty-nine. Come on, what are you doing, man? What, what's what's going on? All right. Uh, unless you had anything else, I think I'm think I'm done here. Yeah, I'm I'm on my way to bed. Yep. Oh wait, I've got to I got to close up the show, don't I? Uh, no, I, I actually oh. I can't. I got the studio up. I got the in-depth got button. I can I can actually do all of it myself. So you don't have okay. to, to do that. But thank you very much for hosting. I, I still don't trust this Wi-Fi setting. I was breaking up last week a little bit. Was last I week, up this yeah. Week? I listened to last week's show because I heard it live, and that, sometimes that doesn't always translate into the the show on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Tonight was uh, crystal clear. No issues really? tonight. So whatever. Yeah, no. So whatever you did tonight, do it. Do I, it again. I moved to a different room, but it's still on the second floor. The the uh, router is still down there in the in the on the first floor in the laundry room, so I can't ah. post in there because uh, it's too small. Uh, so it, I guess I have to stay in this other room then. So it is a little closer to the to the router. So maybe that's maybe that's the difference. I don't know. So I'm I'm very glad to hear that it, uh, that I wasn't breaking up. So that's good. Uh, so against all odds, we got everything together. We got the show in, even though it was a day late, uh, and then it all worked out. So I'm, I'm very happy about that, even though I didn't win my lock and missed my parlay. But tomorrow's another day. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we are aiming for next Friday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. We got more Saturday games on the uh, on the docket. Of course, the whole – uh, Christmas Eve docket is uh, Saturday, if you're not aware of that, except for like three games on Sunday. Uh, so they're doing basically it's the inverse of of, of this week because they're this three game triple header that we had today. They're doing it on Sunday next week on on Christmas Day, and then the full slate, the other ten games, whatever they're doing it next Saturday. So a little flip flop action. So yeah, that, that's not a surprise because they usually don't play games uh, on Christmas day when it's on a Sunday. Usually they have like one game um, and this year they're going to three. Um, so that's what the schedule looks like next week. So yeah, we definitely have to do uh, the show Friday um, because there's, we can't put the picks on Twitter Saturday uh, morning because it's all the games except for three. <laughs> so we, we definitely have to do it Friday night. So hopefully we won't have any uh, issues, but I already warned you before we came on the air we got some terrible weather coming down here to Memphis, or maybe that was on the air. I don't remember, but um, it, it's it's not looking good next weekend. So uh, if, if things do break down and I don't have uh, the ability to do the show Friday night, then uh, we'll just have to email each other the picks and do it old school and put it up on the blog. So uh, for we'll those of you work. who we'll, we'll make it work for those of you who don't remember the the blog uh, website, even though I put it on the plugs, uh, blog talk. Radio.com? Wait. No, that's the podcast. No, and the, uh, didn't, didn't much less detail.blogspot.com. Thank you. Uh, it's late, and I completely forgot about our <laughs> blog name. So there you go. That's the that's where you can find our picks, and I'll put the uh, picks for tomorrow up on the blog uh, after I get off the air right now, and that's what I'm going to do. So. All right, next Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, uh, 
breaking down week 15, including this historic game that happened this morning, um, and picking week 16 in the NFL uh, as the season rolls on as we get ready for Christmas next weekend. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Uh, thank all of you for listening, uh, especially Jason's mom, who's been sending me love and messages through the entire show. Um, apparently our biggest listener, our biggest fan of all time, and that's fine with us. Um, and we will talk to all of you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.